Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, the podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we're abandoning our usual format, and instead of watching something from the Sight and Sound list, we're watching Pink Floyd's The Wall, one of the legendary rock bands making a film adaptation of one of their legendary albums. Uh, and with that, we are watching Doug Walker's Nostalgia Critics of a Wall, uh, one of the legendary uh, YouTube film reviewers and bad bosses, um, making just the worst fucking thing. Uh, and uh, for this episode, uh, we are joined by uh, comedian, podcaster, YouTuber, Ben McGugan. Uh, fuck you for making us do this, Ben. And it's payback, baby. <laughs> That's right. This is karmic balance for history to cinema. And um, God, what was Neil it? Breen, Neil Breen's, Breen's five, five film, film retrospective. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, these two films together were about uh, nine and a half hours shorter than the last two films we watched. <laughs> I mean, there was, but there's an interesting, you know, once again, a recurring theme on this podcast is how running time doesn't matter yeah because Pink Floyd's The Wall is 100 minutes uh, 90, yeah, 90, yeah, 90. It's, it's about 95 uh, yeah. and, and uh, it goes by you, yeah. you're never bored during it yeah Doug Walker's is 40 minutes all up including like ad for honey yeah uh, a, a long charity bit at the end and you're just like why are we still here I'm I'm swimming through molasses. It's a film where a lot of it is about uh, how uh, boring and long the wall is, and every second of it is boringer and longer (laughs) than the wall. (laughs) Which is almost an achievement. Yeah. That is, there's something special, I think, to to doing that bad a job. Ben, you're a podcaster now, eh? Well, yeah, yeah, you're with us. Because you're going to do your... We just we always do plugs at the end, and no one fucking listens to the end. So Ben, introduce yourself. Yeah, let's get the plug justify, at the start. Yeah, just justify yourself. Hi, I'm Ben Magoo. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do. Uh, it's not out yet. It might be out by the time this comes out. Yeah. My podcast, every effing restaurant on Dominion Road. Yeah. Uh, Finn's already got that one in the can. Yeah. yeah. Going to do don't one with you, Ether, yeah, and then. Yeah. Um, Where did you guys do? Uh, we. Uh, we just went to Murder Burger. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It's, it's fine. It was. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and during the record, uh, a certain uh, surprise guest showed up, which cool. is uh, going to be very exciting for people to listen to. Uh, so, Ben. Hello. Apart from uh, restorative justice, mm-hmm. why did you want to watch Pink Floyd's The Wall, a good film, and uh, Doug Walker's Pink Floyd's The Nostalgia Critic's The Wall? <laughs> Well, I'd never seen either. Yeah. I really wanted to see The Wall because, um, you know, my stepdad had a poster of it in the toilet and <laughs> yeah. and it looked great. Great. Yeah, this is a poster of, 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 of this of face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which I believe is on, you know, the cover of If You Get on DVD mm. or whatever. And a uh, big fan of Pink Floyd. Not that knowledgeable on The Wall as an album. Right. Uh, I, I prefer some other albums. Yeah, and I used to be a regular <laughs> viewer of The Nostalgia Critic. 
Um, right. So um, I, I cannot stress I was real dumb, <laughs> not too far back. I'm still pretty dumb, but I'm yeah. less dumb now. Yeah, yeah. We, we've all been terrible places. Yeah, um, but I learned my lesson eventually, and um, and hadn't returned to him um, in, in a long time. And then all of a sudden, I hear all this kerfuffle about this review of the wall. Yeah, um, and. Um, I had a great time with it. I thought this is a great double feature, to be yeah, honest. It, 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 it helps that it is shorter than most. Like, every film I would recommend people watch from this year, a hun- like, the two films I'm like, every human should watch that have come out this year are Memoria and Drive My Car. Which both are very long art films. <laughs> both of which are, much, like, like, maybe... F- in one case, a full hour shorter than these two together. Oh, wow. But they're both beautiful explorations of, of, of humanity. And one of them, you just got to be like, don't worry, the story starts after an hour. And the other one is like, do not try and think there is a story to this. <laughs> just check, just check yeah, it it's out. Mostly about just, it's mostly about Tilda Swinton just chilling. Yeah, which is like the second best thing a film could be about after Tilda Swinton <laughs> playing... Being a dance instructor. And, and uh, an aged witch and uh, an old man witness who riddled with guilt over uh, not saving his wife. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People always forget that Tom Hanks in that is in fact <laughs> Tilda Swinton <laughs> doing yeah. an Eddie Murphy-style <laughs> bodysuit. <laughs> I... I'd watch yeah. that. I'd watch the shit out yeah, of it. No, I, I, w- I would love to see Tilda Swinton's The Clumps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like, because obviously there's all this boring as shit discussion of the fact that in whatever, like, mints is coming out of the uh, pink slime Star Wars machine right now is that they got Luke Skywalker back as a PlayStation 3 character. Yeah. Uh, no, a PlayStation 2 character. I saw a very angry tweet being like, uh, it doesn't look like a PlayStation 2 character. It looks like a PlayStation 4 character. <laughs> And it's like, ah, right, hyperbole, unacceptable. Um, I've got to be honest, I've been playing a lot of the Jack 2 Renegade uh, over the past yeah. week or so, mm. and uh, I would, that game doesn't look good, but I would rather look at that than look at, uh, than look at uh, yeah. CGI deepfake Mark Hamill's face. Yeah, recently I've been uh, uh, revisiting the 3DS port of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which was made mm. for the PlayStation 2, and that has like a nice consistent look to it in a way that the the pink slime Star Wars doesn't. But, like, there's this big thing of, like, oh, should they have brought Luke Skywalker back? He's so digital. And then other people being, like, the only thing I can come to is the idea of Luke Skywalker as an unalloyed hero. Yeah. Uh, this is the happiest I've been since... Who gives it, like, fucking the, one of the Ewok films. Um, Caravan of Courage. <laughs> Um, it could have been the other one, the first adventure. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I only know the name of Caravan of Courage. <laughs> there are two. Anyway, no, but like, there's an easy solution to that. We don't need CGI. We just need Tilda Swinton. Like, how, Tilda if, Swinton. If you were like in the book of Boba Fett, which I'll remind you is directed by Robert Rodriguez, Luke Skywalker appears and is played by Tilda Swinton, you'd be like, looks like I'm getting Disney Plus. Right? <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, fuck. If there was a Star Wars TV show with both Werner Herzog and Tilda Swinton, I'd be like, sure, I'll. You got me back, you got Kathleen. Me. Yeah, I um, I I am very like I'm obviously aware culturally of um, Pink Floyd, and I've heard the songs, but I've never gone. I don't think I've ever listened to a whole album. Mm. The thing I probably think about the most is is the naked women with the album covers on the back. 
Yeah, yeah my, some bums on there, huh? Yeah. I do believe that's like a formative sexual experience for people who went to record stores when they were 7 through 12 in yep. the 90s. <laughs> my uh, main memory of Pink Floyd is a uh, story my dad would tell me when I was a kid, which was uh, uh, he went and bought the album Dark Side of the Moon on the day that it came out uh, just because it had the song Money, which he had heard on the radio and liked. I mean, uh, he brought it home, and uh, it turned out he, he opened, that, was the only, that was the only song on the album he enjoyed. And then uh, that day, uh, he accidentally scratched the record and ruined the song Money. <laughs> and, and so he, he could listen to any song on the album except for the only one he enjoyed. That... And uh, I believe he still has that record. That seems like something that would happen in the film The Wall. Yeah. Right? But you are, you are, you're pretty... You're a fan, you'd call yeah. yourself. Where, what, what's that journey? What, what do you see in, in Pink Floyd? That sounds like justify yourself. No, they're uh, empirically good. Music good. Yes. I oh, listen yeah. with I think, my ears. Yeah. Um, no, it's... Um, yeah, my dad was really into it. My stepdad was really into it. Um, I obsessed about yeah, the... Yeah, it's, a, it's a classic stepdad band. Yeah, it's a stepdad band. And um, the album Animals I got really obsessed mm. with. Yeah, I think the music good. <laughs> Dogs of War was like one that my dad always played for some reason. Just the song "Dogs of War." I don't know why. Just grew up with it a lot. Did it, I mean, how old is your dad? Or well, he's dead. But um, <laughs> okay, how he would be sixty. 69. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. So, yeah, something good came out of your father's death. <laughs> it wasn't even an appropriate setup to that <laughs> no, um, Oh, no, it's just like, was he a child of. Uh, uh, of of war and, and like no so he was he's, he was a boomer obviously yeah so he was raised by the war people and look cause yeah. like, I think a key thing to the wall is just understanding how much it fucked the whole of the world and specifically the colonizer mega states uh, because suddenly all these people who had just seen the worst things humanity had ever done are mm. uh, coming back and raising kids <laughs> And then being like, we need to control shit, like, but in a good way, not like the people we just killed. Yeah. And so maybe that's why you've got a lot of dogs of war up here. Dogs of war in my ear holes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what dogs of war is about. I assume it's about the same nonsense Roger Waters goes on about <laughs> and all of them, like war bad. It made the people that came back from war bad. Yeah. I assume it's that. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, cycles I would, I would of violence, so. right? Like cycles of oppression and violence. Is- yeah. So, like in rock music, there are two different sorts of songs about war. There are uh, like uh, Pink Floyd style songs where war is bad, mm. and there are Black Sabbath style songs where uh, war is uh, cool. Yeah. And uh, and like maybe has uh, demons involved in it. I, I I don't know. I feel like there's a third lane, which is the ones that dare to ask. Uh, <laughs> what is it good for? Yeah, no, absolutely nothing. Oh, so they oh. do answer the question. I always, I always stopped. This yeah, song. yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever, I listen, whenever I listen to that song, I make sure to pause so I can really reflect on what war yeah, is good I'm, for. I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised enough you asked me to say it again. <laughs> but like, so often we bounce off what our fathers like, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, for instance, I feel like I. Pink Floyd are bouncing off their father's love for war (laughs) and Mm. control and teaching them stuff and building walls, I guess. Um, So why did you stick stick with him? And why haven't you seen... If you like Pink Floyd so much, 
Name one of their movies and why you hadn't seen it. Um, I'm going to go with The Wall. Oh, oh um, great, great pick. And I mean, it's the obvious one compared to... <laughs> Uh, uh, compared to uh, Roger Waters' The Wall, the, 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 the filmed uh, stage show. Do they do have any others? Uh, there's a IMDb list, Pink Floyd list of films. films that are related. Okay, there's The Wall, Live at Pompeii, Pulse Live at Earl's I've seen Court. that one. Ah, good. Yeah. Cool. They were live at Earl's Court, no less. Oh, mm-hmm. lovely. What did the Earl think of the show? The Earl um, was, was getting down on it. He was, yeah, he, was, yeah, he, he, he was grooving. The Earl was like, "This is great, funky," and <laughs> yeah. started gyrating. He 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 went from being Earl Grey to Earl Technicolor. Yeah. See, music makes this the power to make the bourgeoisie become a rebel. <laughs> I feel. Yeah. Oh man, it's so sad that Madonna is both Madonna and the person behind some of the the greatest bops in popular. Music. Music, right? Yeah, that's I mean her so- that's her musical song called "I Cannot Remember." Music, oh, music, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's like how when Blur lied to us and released a song called "Song 2. I believe there have been more than one other song. Damon got him. Go yeah. after. I mean, it's not like he even writes his own music. Exactly. Uh, anyway, Pink Floyd's "The Wall." Why well, haven't you seen that? I really have no idea. I, yeah. I don't know. I just. Um, I decided, like, I think I messaged you, Finn, about, like, this would be a good idea. And then I was like, I've never seen it. I don't yeah. know why. And and you guys never seen it either? Yeah, no. I, um, Any particular also reason? feels... I don't, like, it... Because it's so... Well, it aligns so much with my interests, which are weird animation mm-hmm. and films that don't really have plots yes. so much as anger at the older generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it aligns with my interests, which is uh, films about the intersection of rock music and fascism. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was on the list. I think it was that it's always been a little hard to find. Like, it's never been impossible, mm. but there's not really a big Blu-ray release of it. The, yeah. the DVD is, I think, famously a little shit. Yeah, it's it's ne- it's never on it's never on streaming. It's it's like because it, of the musical copyright. Yeah. Right? Oh, of course. Mm. Uh. Yeah, and, and Bob yeah. Hoskins just wanted to keep it on the down low. Yeah, he 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 kept it locked in his vault for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but luckily, the, luckily the old fucker died a couple of years ago, so now now it's out. And now, like Mario, they plumbed the depths of Bob Hoskins' estate. Yeah, the lack of Mario films is because in that messing situation, he got the rights. Oh, to somehow he got the right. I, I, I would I would love if, if if it turned out Bob Hoskins had had a vault like. Prince, where just like everything he'd ever done, which is like was like perfectly it's preserved not even, for later generations. It's not even any of the good shit. It's all just Mario. He's just like, nah. He actually really loved that flick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but like, wouldn't you love getting to hang out with John Leguizamo? That does sound good. Well, and like, the, he must. You could ask him about working on Spawn. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey man, what, what was it like to play the Violator? I, I do. I mean, he must have copies of like the three or four. Uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit sequels? Yeah, you know that. But they'd be interesting yeah. that they wrote and never made. It'd be yeah. Oh. Man, League was almost good in Spawn though. I yeah, I <laughs> have fucking rules in Spawn. I, I've never <laughs> engaged with any Spawn content. Huh. 
which is someone who likes bad things, self-harm, comic film, books, comic books, and films with African American leads is a real problem. The, of mine. the film's really not very good, but like it's got Michael J. White in Michael it. Michael J. White's in it. Like, you got yeah, a lot Michael of Leguizamo, yeah, um, and like fans who, of who's, who's a bad guy? It's a it's a Martin Sheen, right? Lot of um, uh, star wipes and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, one. yeah, um, nice. Yeah, it's Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I, I, I like. I started watching Spawn. I, I, I recorded it off. I think like Sky Movies Action, like mm. like eight years ago. I watched the first like thirty minutes. I was like, mm, I'm done with this. I yeah. think the very it is very specific to to my age. But like, I remember United Video on Courtney Place, which is uh, it used to be like the the central hub of Wellington, which used to be the capital of New Zealand. Uh, um, they had a big display when Spawn came out, and I was ten, and it had the post. It had that poster, the one that's just his face in chiaroscuro silhouette. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, yeah, it is that's too a, that's scary. That's a great poster. It, it, also, that is too scary for me to ever <laughs> actually watch. I cannot. Too scary. Yeah, I, I was 10. I was like, no, he can't. I can't have a spawn. And um, people also like the animated show. Speaking of animated shows, Pink Floyd's <laughs> The Wall. <laughs> Every five minutes we're going to have to come up with a new segue to get yeah. back on topic. We were talking about segues before, actually. <laughs> and, um, something, a big problem with segues is sometimes they hit a wall. Speaking of... <laughs> Pink Floyd's The Wall, the film, yeah. by Alan Parker and Roger Waters. With animation by Gerald Scarfy. And... Um, just, I mean, I guess Winston Churchill, uh, uh, Adolf Hitler, and uh, you Mussolini. know Mussolini and uh, Hirohito. Yeah. Um, they they get co-creator credits on yeah. a lot of the imagery. Uh, additional material provided by Margaret Thatcher <laughs> and Enoch mm-hmm. Powell. Pink Floyd's. See, what, did you, what did you guys think of Pink Floyd's The Wall? I think it's really good. Yeah, it is as good as I thought it would be, mm. and a little better even because it is like even beyond like the really interesting trenchant and I think uh, contemporary things it says politically. Yeah. It's like fucking weird as shit and yeah, it rocks. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's dope. Yeah. You know? I'd seen a couple scenes of this in social studies class when I was like 13. <laughs> Just still the Yeah, I know, I know. Like, it's weird. Malpractice. Whoops. So, uh, we're doing a thing on like fascism, and for this class, we watched both be like fantasy sequences and this, where Bob Geldof envisions himself as a fascist leader, and we watched some movie, uh, it's called like The Wave. It was about a teacher who, yeah. like, yeah, who, like, makes all the students be fascists and then they turn into fascists. This film has, yeah, it is weird that I hadn't seen it because yeah. it is, it's, it's mm. a biggie of the rock films of of the the absurdo musicals of which we also get rock and roll heist and Tommy and even. Uh, 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 great Rock and Roll Swindle. The Great Rock and Roll. You're thinking of Rock and Roll High School. Yeah. Oh no, and even another like another great rock of, movie. You're thinking of High School Musical and yeah. another great yeah. rock movie. And all yeah. of which are kind of been. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of these tangents. You gotta, gotta, gotta get your head in the game. <laughs> 
um, uh, but also like leading going all the way going, kind of starting with Hard Day's Night uh, uh, and you know like Tommy and Quadrophenia and uh, um, but this always seemed like the Beatles ones being a slight being essentially just Ealing comedies with mm. uh, you know four lads with a bit of nice skiffle and, uh, uh, and and just some real racism in the second one just like bracing right like mm. like a blubberella level racism yeah but, you know? but that's also the one where uh, Ringo has a ring but he loses because uh, he loves rings oh no no he finds a ring right and that's what yeah, the no, everyone around. wants to get yeah. the ring, and the reason it's Ringo is that he was the only person who could be consistently trusted to turn up on set every day out of the Beatles. But also because his name is Ringo, so his he loves Ringo. Rings. It's like Marx Brothers, how Groucho was... Was Grouchy and yeah. Harpo. Oh, he did play a harp. He did play the harp, yeah. And Gummo was uh, from that Well, film. he had all his teeth punched out. <laughs> uh, and Zeppo was a lighter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, well, have we missed one? Chico. Was just a, was a, was a racist stereotype. Yeah. Mamma mia. Um, Mamma mia. Mario's catchphrase, Bob Hoskins, <laughs> Pink Floyd's The Wall. But it is like, I, I like part of my trepidation of coming into this was like, this film can't be as weird and as relentlessly weird as it is. Because obviously, I've seen bits of the animation yeah. stuff, seen Bob Geldof uh, as a fascist and being like, yeah, but it's 1980, it's the early 80s, they had what, a million bucks to make this, these are the big bits, the rest of it will be someone in a flat being like, oh, I'm sad, yeah. which admittedly is maybe five minutes of this film, but the rest of it is just this unending montage of bizarre imagery. This film mm. costs $35 million in today's money, which is like, man, I wish people could get that budget to make shit this weird. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know this album intimately. Do you know the album well? Yeah, no, but it's not on my uh, rotation. And I think there might be better. I could imagine list, uh, watching the film being kind of annoying the way the album's chopped and changed mm, a little yeah. bit. Like, oh, so it is. Yeah, so it is, yeah. It is, it's, okay. It's in a weird order. It's um, They're like stop and start songs. They stop pretty, and start yeah. songs. They, they There's some musical interludes that aren't on the album. Um, like the Spongebob Squarepants theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um. That really caught me off guard, which made me feel bad. It made me feel like I was laughing at Doug Walker's dumb joke. <laughs> you made me laugh. How random that was! Whoa. Well, well, here's the thing: it was set up earlier because Corey Taylor of Slipknot is having uh, is having his like depression montage at the beginning of a film. One of the images he sees in his head is SpongeBob SquarePants, and then it cuts to him going, "Huh." And the oh. ending that is about half of Doug Walker's The Wall, though. Something happens and you cut to that guy from Slipknot being like, Ooh? Yeah. Like, he, he's, he, he's pretty good at, uh, like, making his eyes, uh, uh, like, both kind of, like, roll up and look diagonally at the bridge of his nose. Yeah, he's... he's he, he, he does that in a couple shots. He's like, oh, that's a talent. But someone's... Uh, the only time this movie someone's done something, I'm like, oh, that's impressive. Uh, it, it's just such a massive choice. To be like, my big guest for this musical episode is someone who famously wears a mask, <laughs> so it's yeah. hard to recognise, you and know? And I'm going to show you his face half acidly mugging for, like, 30 minutes. God. And then all to build to the point of him being like, oh, yeah, I think it's okay. Oh, God. We'll get Are we, to do we get to that bit later? Do yeah, we? Okay, yeah, all yeah. right. We'll talk about... How about we talk about Pink Floyd's The Wall? Oh, then, we haven't brought that up, really. Yet. So, But... 
But like, so how is that? So you you're not very you prefer like is animals your 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 boy? Yeah, animals is my boy still to this day. Um, I I mean I I really like a lot of I, I think I've listened to all of their albums, including um, Roger Walters um, Roger Walters uh, solo stuff, um, which some of it is not great. Um, but I, I've liked all, everything I've heard from Pink Floyd. I think they're pretty good. I think they've got a future. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you more of a Roger Waters guy or a Sid Barrett guy? Sid Barrett was the was the early on. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. he he's the guy who started the band that Roger Waters kind of stole it from. Yes. Was he the guy that Welcome to the Machine is about? Uh, I'm not super. I'm, I'm really yeah. misremembering my my Paul Pink Floyd history. Welcome to the Machine. I'm pretty sure is about some one of the guys in the band who was a, a you know drug addict. Right. Yeah. But it's a Barrett. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a Roger Waters guy because right. I think he does these over the top silly, um, uh, cartoonish voices, and there's something like really, uh, a lot of it's quite juvenile, but in a in a really appealing way. I think. Uh, yeah. Like, and, no, but like Sid Barrett here is yeah essentially a different band like when you think of Pink Floyd you think of Waters work the aesthetic is different yeah. the sound mm. is different yeah the Barrett era is much more classic like British psychedelia stuff to me the wall was a bunch of weird shit and I got the joy of being like oh no and it is actually a bunch of weird shit it's not like a case of people being like check out this film it's so fucked up and you're like yeah she fucks a car and then the second half is just like oh it's hard being a man um Mm -hmm. how was it for you as someone with 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 form it was um I, I, I really liked it I I think the the most shocking thing to me was that I it never occurred to me that the song comfortably numb is not a comforting song, and I didn't realise that until it was accompanied with the visuals that right. were really of him, um, like getting scarification, and then like some kind of weird pus thing forming yeah. over his body, and then that being a cocoon that he came out and, and was a fascist. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, the idea of being comfortably numb—that's bad. And he's talking about having a fever, and then and then the guitar solo at the end is like really melancholic and stuff. I was like, yeah, of course this isn't a happy song. What the yeah. fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah, and then, like that like soup he comes out of it at the end of the song is like oh. it's like I I, I, uh, I rewatched RoboCop last night. And, you know, there's that scene where the guy drives into a bit of toxic waste, uh, yeah. and he comes out of a car and he's just like melting. He's just this like blob, like he's just like dripping blob monster yeah and then in this movie Bob Geldof is in the soup it looks almost exactly the same as that yeah I mean he emerges as like a slicked back hair like black suited fascist who goes on to do a concert about how good fascism is do you think right this was the only part that I was kind of unsure about because the film is not subtle I think no. it's kind of a war thing anyway um mm, okay I don't know where you're getting that from in this film that starts with like a five minute war scene and um the um the the like and it includes a song for line and that's how the high commander took my daddy from me <laughs> um <laughs> pink Pink Floyd, the character, the main character yeah. in this, and yeah. by extension, Roger Waters, I assume. Um, I mean, it is, it is. It's it's a little bit semi-autobiographical. Yeah, you get the vibe. <laughs> yes, the, the story about a very successful musician having emotional trouble. Yeah, might, you know, it might come from somewhere. That his guilt 
is like is it based as someone who's interested in the intersectionality of rock music and fascism is it based in like you cannot participate in a society like that and not be a poster child for fascism if you're a, a someone in a high level of prestige like a rock star is that what it's going well, for? So, uh, yeah, so I think that that stuff is, there's a lot of it that is about, like, this, this sort of feeling of, like, being, like, yeah, like, being famous and kind of, like, being a role model and, like, having that sort of platform and, like, what and like what it means to get on a stage and give your opinions. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, like, how that can, like, warp you and be, like, dangers that are inherent in, in being a public and beloved personality. And that is combined with growing up in post-war England and ideas of, like, Oh, you know, like all these people like died for freedom, but, but we live in this incredibly repressed and violent society, mm. and like how that, like how that repression of that violence causes you know people to become fascists, which was a real like massive and growing problem in in, in like in the UK at this time. They were like they were like like massive like neo Nazi movements, and mm. and like that they they were gaining just like increasingly real tangible political power but my reading is slightly different um which is that i i think uh, uh, comfortably numb coming is it because it is like the the shape of the film is like uh so there was a war and there's this guy he's so sad his his dad was in the war and it stole his dad from him and he he's sad about that and the world's going a bit fashy again and that makes him so sad. But then uh, his girlfriend cheats on him, so he becomes a fascist. Right, yeah. And, and for me, what that is about, that's so broad. That, like, kind of, that's yeah. kind of the and like, <laughs> And, like, like that like that has happened to people. Oh, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 yeah, we're, we're like, uh, my girlfriend cheated on me. I guess all the women have to go into camps now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that um, I think what it is about is how close we are to fascism at all times uh, uh, and, and how easy it is for even kind of like the best people because he's like yeah Pink is the author insert character yeah. mm. and he is making this narrative about like if I had a bad enough day I, I'd be Hitler <laughs> I would be in front of crossed hammers yelling get, get those queers up here like but yeah, so we have this whole art, like how close we are all to fascism, and I think that's like that's what "Hey Teacher, Leave Those Kids Alone" is about, and that's what the wall is—how close we all are to building the wall, mm. oh, and and like how the like goddamn it, like the the conformity as opposed to the education of school, yeah, it is such a push in that direction, and and luckily we don't have many modern reminders of how close we are to fascism. Um, but, okay, so it is hard to really talk through this film from beginning to end. Yeah. So mm. what is everyone's favourite, just most f- weirdest bit of this? I mean, like, my favourite bit is the concert. I think that scene is incredible, and the, like, sequence following that where his audience, who are now skinhead fascist goons, mm-hmm. go out into the streets and commit acts of racial hatred that scene is still like so fucking chilling and and so powerful Bob Geldof's really good at that scene in particular like man that's but he's good through like he's good throughout but like when he yeah goes full fascist it's yeah in most of the movie he's like so like he's like 
it's so like muted he's playing everything like really internal and in that scene mm. he's like I'm like I'm turning on the like charisma and I'm, yeah. I'm like and like uh, he's like mo- he's like moving around all like kind of weird and he's, yeah. yeah he's like yeah he just goes for it in a much bigger way than in the rest of the film and yeah it's like it's such a it's such a fucking like powerful like piece of performance and then just like every, every bit of animation I'm like Oh yeah, I just want all movies to look like this. Yeah, like the, this, the, the animation is so incredible. The bit with that was obviously depicting the Blitz mm. um, when that bird first transforms into the the, the warplane and yeah. it's accompanied by that music it was just like holy shit, this rules. Yeah, and then it like rakes the land and oh man, awesome. Yeah, I one of the things that uh, Doug Walker's uh, for Nostalgia Critics for Wall. Uh, really takes this movie to task for is being too heavy-handed, and uh, yeah, which is a real uh, a, pot calling the yeah. uh, I guess uh, uh, sun black yeah, situation. But, like, yeah. it, it does it in a really dumb way where uh, it says its message is too heavy-handed while also uh, getting the message wrong, <laughs> yeah. which is like a, a, a like. A major unforced error. You didn't have to do it to yourself. It's such a big swing and miss. Yeah, and well, it, and it is. It's like the. Ch- it's like when you first hear, uh, "Hey, teachers, leave those kids alone," or "Comfortably numb," mm-hmm. uh, or, or you know, all in all, it's just another brick in the wall and the, that fascist imagery. You are like it is easy to have your first thought being. You're just talking about how school is boring and that sure. it's a bit sure, but it's not. It's not going beyond that. That is the problem, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, like the the fear of that concert is is so palpable, yeah. and it feels so strange to have something so narratively jarring in something that is already so narratively <laughs> jarring. What's what bit do you like? I think it might. I be mean, that, all of it. Yeah, but, it, it might be that. Um, that bird, the, yeah. the, when you first see the bird turn into the the warplane, oh, yeah. as a single like frame yeah. of the film, like it was just like really in- incredible. But I think yeah, the sequence of the um, when he's he, he overdoses and then they um, prop him back up and yeah. then this slow transformation into that. Yeah. I love a transformation sequence. Yeah, love yeah. me a werewolf movie with a good transformation oh, yeah. sequence. Okay. Uh, uh, have you ever seen The Howling? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, the fucking wheel transformation yeah. of The Howling are some of the most beautiful things I've ever it's seen in my so life. so good, dude. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Actually, not bad, though. Yeah, no, no, that is, like, like um, I mean, when you For a kid's and, film, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that would, yeah. I mean, and I, 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 I do enjoy the, the werewolf in that movie, just looks real fucking gross. Yeah, it's real ratty and, yeah. and lanky yeah. and weird. because well, they couldn't go scary, because it's yeah. for kids, so they just had to be like, we'll just cast David Thewlis, yeah, and then cast David Thewlis from Naked to be him <laughs> as a werewolf. <laughs> <sighs> Thuless, I, I've never said that man's Thule- name correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you always had an extra L at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, you always call him Flueless. No, but I, I don't care. I don't no, care. That's just because he's so healthy. Like, he's I, ha- I have no skin in the game of people pronouncing each other's names correctly. Um, uh, that, but yes, the animation. The animation was uh, directed by Gerald Scarf. Yeah. Uh, uh, who otherwise a cartoonist? Really, he had done design work for them for ages. He did. Yeah, his other major works are the like he was the production designer on D 
Disney's Hercules and also like in a way that would be iconic if we were in England he did the opening credits to Yes Minister okay. and Yes Prime Minister yeah. which are just things that have not really taken over here yeah. admired as they are in just the, the absolute rat fuckery of the <laughs> British political system um, but those like that is what I think will stick with me for the longest and my favourite bit is uh, the time you see the wall being built and this this wall is kind of racing as an animate being across Mm -hmm. a landscape smashes through a church yeah in in the like foreground there's that like writhing sea of like faceless children yeah Yeah, and and then the wall is just like spreading out around the screen and it is like I don't know. Yeah, it's not a subtle film. But the things it's not being subtle about are much more complicated than Doug Walker or most people think they are. Yeah, of all the problems with Doug Walker's British Soldier Critics for Wall. Yeah, which is something we could describe as all problems, right? (laughs) One of the really big things is that he cannot seem to imagine a film being about more than one thing. (laughs) Or what something is about changing. Yes. Because, like... He seems to be unable to, like... Grasp the idea of a film not being about like his life. Yeah. Like it seems like he's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like he can't understand like anything beyond like growing up in America. Yeah, there was a really great YouTube video by Folding Ideas about the Wall and Stelter Critics for Wall. Uh, in that video, uh, Dan Olson describes uh, Doug Walker as someone who is fundamentally incurious, yeah. which is that is how you talk about Doug Walker. He is this like low-tier talent who somehow got this, like, massive following and he cannot see anything beyond his own incredibly, like, myopic American like, perspective. Well, to not jump into to that lunch too quickly... <laughs> yeah, I want to jump into a lunch. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to be making not to eat our lunch too quickly a saying, but it's just never really uh, taken. I, I, I love to uh, love to get it, like, a child's ball pit. Yeah, I'll have to fill it with sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, oh no! I oh, mean, no. like dry sandwiches? No, <laughs> no, no. Get there. Like <laughs> these sandwiches are weird. Once you get past the first like four or five centimeters, it's all just it's like, mayo and lettuce yeah. and sweaty lettuce. Like it's all it's like it's all it's all just soggy. <laughs> this 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 pool of sandwiches will last thirty minutes before it's technically chemical warfare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining my body peeing in it, and it's so understandable. <laughs> Low sinking sensation. <laughs> yeah. The last 30 minutes before it's just an evil lake. Um, <laughs> oh, but, uh, uh, and also, uh, all the sandwiches have a toothpicks in them. <laughs> oh, no. and, and, and olives? Because at least you get some olives. Get a little olive on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah not, to, not to get to Do- Doug Walker too much before we have, have finished on uh, Pink Floyd's wall. Yeah. Uh, but I think there is a, a statement that, that Ro- Roger Waters made. This is on the Wikipedia page. I'm not some deep research guy. Uh, uh, which is kind of about where the thinking towards this narrative started at, which I think kind of combines our thoughts on it. But I also think this really speaks to uh, Doug Walker's problem that he's not aware of. <clears throat> so Roger Waters said, uh, but in, in the mid-70s, they, they had gained uh, Pink Floyd doing well. Yeah. <clears throat> And he, he said he was increasingly alienated. He says, 
audiences at those vast concerts are there for an excitement which I think has to do with the love of success. When a band or a person becomes an idol, it can have to do with the success that that person manifests, not the quality of work he produces. You don't become a fanatic because someone's work is good. You become a fanatic to be touched vicariously by their glamour and fame. Stars, film stars, rock and roll stars, uh, vloggers... Uh, uh, represent in myth anyway the life as we'd all like to live it they seem at the very centre of life and that's why audiences still spend larger sums of money or watch YouTube videos at concerts where they're a very very long way from the stage where they're very uncomfortable and where the sound is very often bad and it is like I can see how that becomes the wall and I can also see how uh, Doug Walker not being aware of that happening to him uh, uh, results in just Uh, horrific pain and violence but it is this how constantly it kind of tumbles this film uh, uh, through its associations and letting those ideas change because obviously it's this massive narrative of change Mm. of Pink going from being a grieving boy to to a fascist uh, as, as a grieving country turns fascist around him um it is yeah, it, it's so startling to see people look at this film and be like, actually, ah, it's only about one thing. When it is like all of fucking yeah. Gerald, Scar- Gerald Scarf's animations are things transforming. The yes. bird becoming mm-hmm. uh, a warplane. The, these landscapes that start kind of as flesh and end up as buildings. And like, it's such an unstatic film. Mm, yeah, uh, or like a uh, flower vagina becoming a monster vagina. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, talk, talk us through that. Describe it. Uh, paint us a word picture of... So, uh, a lot of this movie is about uh, sex and about feeling weird about sex. In one of the animated segments, there are two flowers. One of the flowers sort of looks like a vagina. The other one that sort of looks like a penis. And they're, and they're kind of doing like flower fencing for a while. They're just kind of looking for an opening. Yeah. And then... Uh, it goes inside the other one, Bam. and the other one starts to like eat it, and then they like transform into a weird monster. Yeah. It's cool as hell. Well, and yeah, and it's just the most accurate representation of copulation I've yet seen on on a cinema screen. Right? <laughs> That's how I do it. Should I read the fun um, bit of trivia about Pink Floyd's The Wall that I found? Sure, yeah, of course. In his autobiography, Bob Geldof says that his agent first told him about the project while he was riding in a taxi, and that he said he didn't want to do it because he didn't like the music of Pink Floyd. Roger Waters knows this story not because he read it in Geldof's book, but because the taxi driver was actually Roger Waters' brother. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, It is... Yeah. I mean... Imagine. I'd kill myself <laughs> instantly. The moment... Do you think he turned around and the seat was like, oh, you're talking about my bro. You're talking about me, bruv? Yeah, my bruv. Or let's go up some apples and pears <laughs> to a... What's Fight Club in Cogni Rhyming Slam? Bright Slug? Slug Slug? Anyway. Um, <clears throat> uh, they, call them, uh, uh, they call them seals, because that's another thing you club. I just, yeah, I'm really disappointed at myself that I did not watch this as a child and yeah, no, find it incredibly formative. Yeah, this seems like something you kind of have to watch as a teenager and it like shapes how you view art and film and music. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've robbed myself of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the poster in, my, in the toilet was enough to fuck me up as a kid. Like, yeah, the a, screaming it's, it's man. It's such yeah. a fucking good play. It yeah, really like, is. Like, yeah, like, that, that's also a poster I've seen in my whole life, and every time it's like, man, that, that rules. But yeah. that is one of those posters, like, like most horror posters, where you're like, yeah, but the film can't be that good. Yeah. The film can't consistently look mm. like that watercolour screaming face. And, like, you have to be like, no, the thing about the wall is that it's all... It's all highlights, baby. It's all... Yeah, if you made a best-of reel of the weirdest shit in the wall, you would lose maybe the opening titles where it is, like, MGM. And yeah. even then, you know... It's, then, weird. it's weird that they're involved. Even then, that, that, that's it's a lion in a dark void. <laughs> Tra- Sur- surrounded, by, surrounded by a golden halo. <laughs> yeah, that says art for art. Yeah, in Latin, yeah. The key thing that interests me about the wall as like an artistic unit is that it feels so complete as well, even mm. though it is coming from all these incredibly different voices. Like, obviously, there is the album. There is Parker, who is his own, like, he had done Bugsy Malone by this point. His yeah. next film after this was Replacements, Avita and shit. It's all in his future. And, like, Scarf is has a way of looking at the world, and, like, Gildoff isn't gonna shut up. And it seems yeah. like together they have built this thing that feels like of a piece mm. like mm. The, the the way the live action you never when live action goes into animation or vice versa you're never like oh come on like what and like it feels like animation feels like in this musical what songs in other musicals are like mm. it's yeah. like when reality gets too much it can't be real anymore yeah, yeah. it does the thing that like animation is incredible at which is like representing things that you actually cannot represent on film whether mm-hmm. it's like if they like true horror of like the blitz or whether it's you know, weird psychological horrors in his mind those are things that would seem like cheap or like silly or right. like tawdry if you like try to play them out in like live action and or mm-hmm. like dream sequences but like scarf's animation is like it's so like strange and like nightmarish and fluid but like it, it yeah it it, it 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 adds it adds so much to a film well, and if it was any less weird, the film would be worse. Yeah. Mm. And, like, the most fucking crazy thing about how... Yeah, everyone just seems to be singing from the same playbook. Mm. Uh, and, like, Gildorf not liking this music seems ridiculous because he kind of does a better job of being Roger Waters. Surely he's come around on it now. You'd have to <laughs> think, right? Uh, uh, um, Roger Waters is in this film, though. Yeah, it's his... It's his voice for the majority oh, of yeah, it. Oh yeah, no, no, right? no. Uh, 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 but like in 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 person, because he is uh, he's at the wedding, right? Uh, is yeah. it the weddings that they're flashbacks to? I actually don't know what he looks like. Yeah, and yeah. back in the day, anyway, it, I can picture him now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. now he looks like a kind of a cool old man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he just looks like generic old man. At no, this no, point. Even it's cooler yeah. than that. It's cool. He's got, <laughs> he's got a pig leg. <laughs> <laughs> but the craziest thing, the craziest thing about Crazy. the production of this film and how complete it feels is they were at war. They all hated each other. Alan Parker said this was the worst creative experience of his life. Really, uh, mm. um, Scarf got drunk every day before coming into the studios. They would just constantly arguing and it seems crazy to me that this film came out of this really seems like something where you have to be like okay 
we're about to have one of the major artistic visions of the century. Mm. We've got to be all on the same page as this. So he's going to be feeling sad, but the room is going to be giant. And uh, his his cheating partner will be there as a shadow. But then she's going to turn into, like, a demon bird. Are we all okay with that, you know? Like, it is... And they shot it at Pinewood. It just yeah. seems so subversive that they were in, like, James Bond Superman land <laughs> making this. So, out of shite and sound, I think this film is fucking sound as shit. Yeah, I love yeah. this. It's It rips. I'm yeah. going to get deeper into to Floyd over this. For my birthday, like, several years ago, my older sister gave me uh, a record of Animals, which I kind of, like just like n- never got around to listening to. Yeah. But Animals yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to listen to it tonight. This is a this this whole movie is a great ad for Pink Floyd's music. <laughs> I'll tell you that it's um it did kind of remind me of when did MTV start? Uh, it, it, it was like kind of around. It would have been like a year or two after this, I think. Yeah, it would have been. I think it was eighty four, right? Yeah. Because it did, it was a bit like that. It was a bit like music video esque in, in a yeah. lot of ways, and, and, and particularly in the way that early music videos were just a bunch of weird shit that they filmed and then made yeah, a music cut, re- cut in time to music. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I kind of wish that you know there were more music videos like that today. Yeah, yeah. it's not not enough good music videos these days. So Finn, on on the list of all films we have watched for this where does Pink Floyd's The Wall rank for you uh, you do your ranking first I'm no no this. I'm uh, sorry uh, you you want me to go so you can rank it yeah no that was the scenario I was creating in reverse uh, and fuck you <laughs> how dare you shit. I'll tell you where I'd rank this film in the in the list of <laughs> films that <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched for this podcast yeah, yeah. number one with a bullet <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it is yeah no it is a, is a, it feels unfair it feels unfair that you would have to pick a second out of what we've <laughs> yeah. seen uh, so far I'll I'll tell you this right now it's Doug Walker's Nostalgia Critics The Wall because like I also agree that yeah. the length of a film does not necessarily add or detract from the enjoyment of it but if you no. cut if you cut down either of the other and two films to a 90 minute runtime, I would greatly appreciate it uh, yeah no I, I, and my whole point on that is it, 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 it isn't there, there's no film where the only problem is that it's too long or too short. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, running time is is never the real issue. And, um, and uh, like, but maybe in the case of, like, the case of I just of want are, like, less what? of it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so uh, I would put it at uh, number forty four between Universal Soldier, Day of Reckoning, and Blue Velvet. Um, I have it at number 43, which is above uh, A Matter of Loaf and Death, and beneath John Dillman, 32, Cadre de Commerce, 1080, Brussels. Do you guys want to hear a negative review of Pink Floyd's The Wall? This is a one-star review. I have heard one today already, but... uh... (laughs) No, but he said he I know, it's not negative, is it? It's got got good Good music and imagination. We'll get to that. Um, is that uh, this is by uh, Alex and I think it kind of uh, collides with a lot of what we thought it's one star because all the half star reviews are people who think they're funny Alex who I have seen later is 15 so we should be nice okay okay I really dislike this movie like a lot it's so we live in a society and pretentious 
Like, I can kind of, like... I'm really not a fan of the memification of a phrase, we live in a society. Mm. Uh, my feeling on that is uh, turning that phrase into a meme is just, like, a deeply, like, reactionary pursuit. Like, trying to make the idea of critiquing society itself a joke. Yeah. Like, and, and, like, as, like, society's all over the world are just getting more and more right-wing, more and more extreme, just, like, just, just, just making the idea of saying, no, nah, I've... I've I think we should talk about the like. I think we should talk about the like the society we live in and like how it is structured. Like turning that into a joke mm. is just a way to like to like protect and entrench right wing power structures. And it always annoys me. Just hearing it now from poor Alex here, uh, it does strike me as that sort of like dismissive attitude you have for like English when you're in English class in high school and you're like oh, oh everything's a metaphor okay whatever <laughs> shut up it's just it's about war yeah uh, and, and I think there are a lot of times where there are metaphors where you're like come on just say this is about rape culture you think you don't need to, <laughs> to do a 10 minute long routine about drinking water from a glass with a spoon <laughs> like it's a soup anyway <clears throat> Like in every scene, the director's pulling on your shirt and saying, do you get it? I'm making a statement about society. It would be so much more watchable if it took itself less seriously. I don't disagree with that. I think this film falls under, it It would be a masterpiece if it had jokes. Or, or more jokes. I just think that like yeah, almost every right, film yeah, needs it's, jokes. It's, it's uh, one of Youth's rules. Uh, that every film needs jokes? Uh, like, you only need one. But like, like a good joke. Yeah, but, but, but like, a, a film can't be a masterpiece unless, unless it has like at least one joke in it. And I mean like Shoah is, is an exception to <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, is Brother Summer Day? But no, that has some yeah, gags. Because well, so, like, like, all, all the guys in Brother Summer Day have great names. <laughs> it would be so much uh, to get itself less seriously and didn't include random meaningless scenes that are usually at the expense of women and serve no purpose except making you uncomfortable I, uh, I think uh, there m- is m- making you uncomfortable is a purpose but, yeah. but I think there is an argument to be made about the that there are problem that the problems that how this film represents women as essentially vectors for violence or irritants could alienate people sure but but I, I, I'm not yeah, I'm going to beat the shit out of this Alex kid for being wrong okay well wait wait yeah. for the next couple of sentences <laughs> IMO this is the most overrated movie in history I hate it I like Pink Floyd a lot but I hate Pink Floyd fans just coming for you Ben how dare you Alex uh, because they think incredibly banal social commentary like this is the height of human achievement. Um, I do think social commentary is the height of human achievement. (laughs) But like, we live in a world that is trapped in a cycle of fascism. Yeah. uh, Because we are all tender tinder boxes Mm. of pathetic feelings, which takes one thing to turn us into our opposite. And like, making a whole film about that that also has some of the best music ever and looks dope. Mm. I don't think that's banal. (laughs) And then being, yeah, can we have 25 million US dollars to make a film that is just like fucked? Yeah. And like is maybe not misogynistic, but like is like concerned with misogyny and Mm. like uses a lot of misogynistic imagery. Yeah. And 
and like but like that is like that is very clear like all that stuff is very clearly making a point about, yeah. about about the internal life of the main character he he's it's a it's it has a regressive attitude towards women yeah. because he's literally regressing <laughs> he constantly transforms back into his child self it's pretty blatant oh yeah and i i just believe that there are ways of doing that yeah, no, it's it's uh, much of a muchness. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a. I think it's a fair complaint to have, though. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, if uh, you know, a, a woman would have taken a different stab at this same narrative for sure. Well, and there's a way of doing everything you've just discussed. We'll just you know have other women yeah. <laughs> in it who aren't members of crowds who are either you know sexually assaulted or fascists. You know, mm. um, Johnny, guess Alex's top four. Uh, yeah, sure. They're all animated. They're all animated. One is the best animated film ever made, and maybe arguably the best film. Spirited Away. Yeah, okay. I mean, oh, wow. I, I, I just uh, the second is, I believe, still the highest, or at one point was the highest grossing film in Japan. It's uh, Spirited uh, Away. Uh, no, it replay. I believe. Let me look this up. Oh. Is it the one where they swap bodies? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Your name. Your also. name. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. I love that film. I think it's... I thought it was fine. Uh, I just... I had no idea. And so the twist... I was in the right place when I saw it. But yeah, it's great. Uh, I had it hyped up for me quite a bit. Oh, yeah. No, I just saw it. I saw it because it was, at that point, one of the most financially successful animated films ever. I didn't hear it was great. And uh, Makoto... Shinkai? Shinkai. Like, his follow-up film, Where the Ring With You, is like, yeah, he makes good, interesting shit, and he also does the thing I love, which is that secretly all of his films interconnect and are in one universe. So there's, like, like the the lead from Your Name is a background character in Where the Ring With You. Everyone smokes red apple cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, okay, so one more of these is one that I have heard of, uh, uh, but haven't really thought of, but every time I've heard of it, it's people being like, oh, yeah, it's actually the best animated film. I believe it's English. Uh, the lead voice is Domnall's dad. Okay. Um, Donal, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, okay. The lead characters are Ben and Saoirse. So, uh, I believe this is an Irish film. Okay. Uh, Irish is an animated in Ireland? Uh, I believe or the story is so. Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the animated in Kilkenny Island. You'll know the poster. I just don't think you'll know the name off the yeah, top of I, your head. Yeah, I cannot think of the name. Song of the Sea. Okay, I, yeah, I don't like yeah, yeah, very yeah. vaguely heard of that. And, and uh, it's one I feel bad for not for not having. Never heard seen. of it. And the last one is a, a DreamWorks. 2D uh, or 3D? For the time, it combined both in a really, like, groundbreaking way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I was going to yeah. Prince of Egypt. It's, uh... I worked at uh, the DreamWorks exhibit in um, Tapapa when it was there for a bit. Oh, right. Wow. And what, um, what was... Like, what did they have? Uh, just a bunch of um, DreamWorks characters smugly looking at me the whole fucking day. <laughs> just, 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 just like the you know the DreamWorks eyebrow. Yeah. The um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you'll find. So I fucking hate DreamWorks films now, but Prince of Egypt still rules. Yeah, well, is, is it, did like Moses listen to Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth from that? 
He's like, he bursts into the Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's room. He's like, somebody <laughs> wants to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, imagine. That'd be that pretty sick. Be, I just remember it being so, like, I feel like that was the first time I saw an animated film that was serious. Yeah. And I just remember being like, no, no, no. These are supposed to be silly. Where yeah. are the gags? Um, also, Simon Wells, who directed that, has a fucking hell of a career. Because, obviously, he started out an American tale, Fievel Goes West. Mm. Then, We're Back, a dinosaur's story. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, then, Balto, the dog film, which uh-huh. I remember really enjoying. Prince of Egypt. Then, of course, The Time Machine, which he largely made because he is the great-grandson right, yeah, of H.G. Yeah. Wells. Oh. And then... Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> 2011 film. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Dan Fogler is in it. And yeah, unfortunately, Mars, yeah. Mars still needs moms. Yeah, well, you know, to this day. Yeah, it turns out Mars needed moms, but Earth d- uh, didn't need Mars needed moms. <laughs> but it's like, that is a film that failed so massively yeah. that mm. it feels like yeah, no, it's probably like, you know, how NFTs are just money laundering, mm. right? Like, it is, it is, it's probably that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's one of the films on, on Wikipedia's list of the biggest box office bombs of all time, yeah. which I'm going to try and, like, watch for all of one day. There is... like, there's a bunch of really good stuff on there. But, yeah. like, there is also... That's a future Shade and Sound season, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, let us now talk about Doug Walker or... As he has been known, the nostalgia critic, that guy with the glasses, Chester A. Bum, Dominic the bartender, Douchey McNick Nitpick, Black Dog Pit, Black Dog Bill, Laurie Prince, Emo Jones, Reverend Nutjob, and Bitch Spasms. <laughs> uh, uh, the times he has played the parody characters of General Zod. <laughs> Melvin, who's the brother of the Joker, Tommy Wiseau, because he, but it's like Tommy Wiseau is an alien, and of course Raoul P- Puke, who's a par- parody of Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, do you know what's sadder than you listening to them? What me recognizing all of them? Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, do. okay, so yeah, so let's let's talk about because like I so like my like first real exposure to anything the nostalgia critic had done was in the folding ideas video about the wall. Okay, yeah, I, I, I oh, so you weren't even aware of him. Like, like I, in I'd, the world, I'd, I'd heard of him. Yeah, I, I had. I'd never seen any. I'd like never even seen clips of of any of his stuff. It, it just, like wow. like I you know I, I <laughs> what a blessed life yeah uh, I, I grew up with a totally uh, uh, with a totally uh, great and uh, non problematic YouTubers like Neramon. you had not really interacted with Doug Walker no I, I I had probably seen a couple of his reviews I were and I was aware of him but like my interaction with like video reviews on the internet was always like. Uh, inexplicably like video games was like right. Yahtzee Croshaw mm-hmm. but I knew Doug Walker existed but you Ben you were I went deep you were on balls it. deep on Channel I, Awesome I, I went balls deep on Channel Awesome I liked a lot of their stuff I even like kind of enjoyed the movies a little bit at the time so, yeah, but, so like but, like, but, like which ones like so like, it was uh, Kickassia Kickassia uh, Suburban Nights Suburban Nights I 
don't remember that one, yeah. but I did think I saw it. And um, and of course, uh, to boldly flee, right. yeah. which is like three hours long. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that, each, <laughs> it's like the first one is an hour, the second one is two hours, and the third one is three. Oh, yeah. God. But like the but like the point of those films, Ray. Apart from it seems just to be works of breathtaking creative incompetence mm-hmm. is that they're lists of in-jokes, right? Mm. And once you got the in-jokes, it would be, that's, be great fun, right? There was, there was like a lot of in-jokes, and that's kind of why I enjoyed it. It was just sort of yeah. like them throwing themselves their own little parade. Yeah. And I thought that they were all having a good time. Right, I yeah. found out they were not. Yeah, yeah. look up, no, let's not tell this ground on the podcast because it's too bleach. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, look up, not so awesome. Uh, uh, if, if you seem if it seems like we are too harsh on Doug Walker in this, uh, know that it's because not because we're soulless or without empathy, but it's just because he seems like he's a real cunt. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just seems like a real fucker. The um the the nostalgia critic is uh, written by um, Doug and his brother Rob. Yeah, and and Doug and Rob, I, I also watched there. They do like non-character styled reviews right. um, on the channel as well. So it's just both of them sitting in front of a camera giving their thoughts. Yeah, and from there, this is. Obviously, this this uh, Doug's, Doug Walker's The Nostalgia Critics, The Wall has been discussed by people closer to Doug Walker, but you know how, like, this thing that we watched yeah, yeah. was, like, really dumb? <laughs> yeah. But it was also, a lot of it, like, felt quite mean-spirited. Yeah. That part of it, from my, you know, psychological eval, I think is more Rob. Okay. And from what I understand, he's the meaner and the nastier of the two. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Well, yeah, it seems always like my impression of the nostalgia critic, and I, and yeah, I don't know enough to separate Rob and Doug. Um, oh, I, I got really excited you were going to do an actual impression of him for a second. No, how could you? Like, what is the impression? It's just yelling, right? Like he is, he is. That's the- that's what people like turn to with like the nostalgia critic and like what what puts them off about it. But as someone who watched it for a long time, the thing that got me was how fucking wishy-washy he was so many of the time like like the phrase that i heard over and over and again was that 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 eventually turned me off was like well yes and no and i was just like (laughs) fuck up mate your job is to have opinions well and and like like the history is uh, of him is that he has just been superseded by people who are actually willing to have opinions yeah And, and like like the reason a Doug Walker is like inexplicably still producing work, but so clearly a dimmed light from his his power. Mm. Whereas, like, yeah, to recite like Yahtzee Croshaw is still going strong, is because he is He's willing- still very funny and uh, yeah, and also like luckily and toning down the shit joke, yeah, the the the, the cruel joke is because he is willing to be like, oh, no, th- this is good and this is bad. Like mm. he has a point of opinion, whereas like. Yeah, to me, my impression of the nostalgia critic was of someone who uh, uh, is it's, it was cinema sensing uh, before mm. cinema sensing, which is mm. I am looking for things to be annoyed by, no matter their relevance, and then to to just yell about them on camera so people laugh. You yeah, know? there was like one older clip of like Doug Stove commentary. Which is uh, he shows the the clip from was like like Batman Forever where he has a bat credit card yeah yeah and, and then cuts him going a bat credit card yeah. but he gave him a bat credit card and I'm like I don't even I like 
obviously you shout and grab. Like I, I can't tell if there's a positive or a negative reaction. Like I, I, like, I literally do not know what your thing is other than shouting. That, that clip's quite infamous because he's he's very negative on it. Right. Because um, yeah. he's like. He goes like they had the balls, they had the temerity to give him a bad credit. And then um, another reviewer on Channel Awesome, Linkara, who's yeah. much better, yeah, yeah, who does who, comic I, books. I, I, I genuinely really rate Linkara. Yeah. yeah, and he does. Um, he did. He broke it down. It's like no, like. Your your gripe about the bat credit card being silly and cartoony is bad, but also doesn't make sense. It makes a lot of sense for Bruce Wayne to have a bat credit card that's non-traceable, you know, like and, and for it to be like stylized as everything else he does. Yeah, because he's fucking Batman, you dork. And, and like, oh, I don't know, to get really into the weeds on that very specific thing, like a lot of the criticism of Joel Schumacher's bad Batman film uh-huh. Batman and Robin not his good one Batman Forever which is good and if you disagree look I saw that film when I was seven <laughs> I have not rewatched it since I saw it when I was seven as well yeah. and really liked it back yeah, then yeah. saw it as an adult no <laughs> shut up <laughs> and like, even when I hear the stories about uh, Tommy Lee Jones Progr- uh, uh, really bullying Jim Carrey on oh, set. No, that, that's my favorite. Like that's my that's my favorite story of all time. Is of of, of, of like first time they met. Yeah, he's oh. like I cannot. Yeah, like, like Jim Jim uh, on one of the, like first days of filming, Jim Jim Carrey goes up to Tommy Lee Jones and it's like, oh hi, I'm, I'm I'm so excited to meet you. You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm such a huge fan of your work. It's 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 so great to be working with you. And and Tommy Lee Jones kind of just like pulls him and is like. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> yeah. And then just like every day would just tell me he, he like hated him. But yeah, no, and, and, and like uh, apparently a really like not fun way. Yeah. Uh, 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 but like is... Like is Gene little... Hackman bullying Wes Anderson on the set of Royal Tenenbaums. I also, I, I feel like Gene Hackman is one of those people where uh, him being a monster is the source of him being good and we need to unpack all you know anyway you get what I'm getting to yeah to go real deep on that bad credit card thing uh, uh, the criticism of Joel Schumacher's of Bat- Batman films uh, uh, is people thinking they are talking about the bits of it that are bad like uh, the plotting uh, some of the performances a lot of it uh, but what what they are really attacking is the fact that they are camp and made by uh, uh, an out and flamboyant mm. gay man and like uh, Batman has always been camp yeah. like it is not like being like it's impossible for Batman to have a bat credit card uh, beyond Linkara's incredible <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just like uh, but he, but he, he has like bat mite. Have you yeah. seen like Adam, he, Adam West? He, he used to have a, a bat shark repellent. Yeah, and like that's equally Batman as yeah. everything else. And as much as we are in the darkening of Batman, until in twenty years, Finn Wolfhard is going to be gouging out the eyes of the Joker with knuckle dusters made from his mum's pearls. Yeah, like mm. it, it, it's okay for him to be fun. Yeah, so, and it's, like, it's, my, my, it's made for children. Yeah, my problem with the Joel Schumacher Batman's is uh, I just refuse to watch anything with Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> is that why you still haven't seen the killing of a sacred deer? Yeah, or Clueless. Or Clueless. I refuse to watch it. Those are two very good films. What did she do to you? I've watched Clueless and I've watched most of Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Killing of a Sacred Deer? No. I haven't haven't got to the part yet where you find out if he kills the sacred deer or not, but 
I'm looks like he's going to do it. It's, I've got like 40 minutes left. Look, I'm going to tell you, it's it's a death of a salesman, not a John dies at the end situation. The t- the title it's it's I, I, it's it's uh, um, it's a this film is unrated as opposed to the never ending story situation where the title is correct. Was that that film was unrated? Yes, because it contains sex. That's right. It's a good film about American censorship. Check okay. it out. Um, anyway, you can get into almost it seems any of Doug Walker's issues. Like, yeah, his version of the wall is him being like, uh, "What would an idiot think the wall is about?" I'm just going to spend forty minutes acting like that's insight. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but it just yeah he he's fundamentally incurious, but also like. What appealed to you? Because, yeah, the thing I'm trying to get to is I just have never got it. Mm. He's one of those people where, like, he, like, PewDiePie, I don't like. Mm. But when you see his content, you're like, oh, I understand why there is a group of people to whom this is the funniest shit in the world. Doug Walker, I'm just like, 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 you know? He, he, He had some genuinely good jokes. Oh. In some of the videos I saw, oh, yeah. um, and 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 that, that that hooked me enough that I liked seeing it. And, and right, originally, yeah. he was doing more of the like showing a lot of the film while talking over it style of um, video review. Like you know, goes through yeah. it, you know, uh, you know, through the story, and you know, that was a good way of getting a, a sense of a bad film and I yeah, like yeah. bad films yeah, that makes sense and I guess like part of my ill opinion is, yeah, the the fact that it seems like a real bad boss and, and that yeah, all of his content I've seen is people being like, fucking check out this douchebag <laughs> this diddle. Well, and now having seen his wall mm. yeah, which is like a work of both breathtaking arrogance and incompetence Mm -hmm. in a way and it's still yeah like it it, like like obviously like it's a it's a youtube video like it it has a higher budget than a lot of youtube videos but it is still a youtube video so it's not going to be like super expensive it's not going to be super well put together but But when but when you have been making work for 15 years consistently like he has you would know how to frame shots better. Yeah. You would know how to make better theoretically. Fun- yeah, no, but like you would like it was it was one of the wide shots with with a big group of people in it where they have just gone a little too wide on the lens, so mm. it looks unintentionally uncanny. Where I was like, you have been doing this for fifteen years. You would understand that in this scenario, what you need to do is take one step backwards and zoom in a little so you don't have barrel distortion you won't have that bit where it seems like the white balance is it's just yeah. like genuinely yeah and in the wall the first shot is of a hallway it's like a blank hallway and the camera is kind of like slowly moving up it and and then that uh, Doug Walker's the Nostalgia Critics of the Wall opens with a shot of, a, of like an empty hallway but the camera's just kind of fucking wobbling <laughs> like like I don't, I don't know if someone was holding it or if like there was an earthquake or whatever, but like they've just they've just fucked it up enough, but it's really noticeable that they're trying to copy the shot and doing it really, really badly. And I mean, like, I mean, like the rest of it is is like cheap and ugly in like so many different ways at the same time. Well, and 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 like cheap and ugly in ways that would be resolved without adding more money. That mm. that would be resolved by just simply 
being better at fucking was, directing and editing, Doug. Yeah. There was a sweet spot of the nostalgia critic when, like, because when he started, the the footage looked really grainy, yeah, and the sound was bad. He, uh, you know, eventually on in the long, like when I got on board, his mic got better, mm. um, and the camera was a little bit better, and so it was still pretty grainy, but like it was still just him sat at a desk making jokes about a movie, oh, and that yeah. was like kind of endearing, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so like when he got into more like conceptual reviews with like more high definition cameras I was like why does this suck more <laughs> like why is this worse now well, like, hey everyone uh, welcome back would you are uh, joining us <laughs> you listen to Led Zeppelin cast <laughs> oh god uh, you don't know why that's funny um, and the key thing for you to understand is that about 10 to 20 minutes of material has just been cut and I can never publicly explain why, uh, for fear of uh, justified litigation, I guess. Any host. So, yeah, I, I, so the Nostalgia Critic it has gone through many, many waves. It, mm. he, he had it as, it was part of a website called That Guy with the, the Glasses, yeah. which then became Channel Awesome, which is still what his kind of website and channel is called now, mm-hmm. which cringe like yeah like don't channel awesome in this economy (laughs) (laughs) even if you remove it from the not so awesome um like discourse yeah channel awesome is such a bazinga of a name like it's real like cheese monkeys random i you know i i i I just think it's good that he changed it from channel awesome source that's what it used to be (laughs) God, yeah, and you know, before that it was Channel Amazeballs, yeah, and he, yeah, he's moved through things. You know, he now, you know, he's nationing at 1080p. And, oh yeah, you know, uh, uh, sixty frames a second. You get his whole Attack on Titan jawline now. It's all in there, baby. <laughs> God, I have never considered him in those terms, but yeah, he is. Yeah, if you've not seen Doug Walker, he looks like an attack on a Titan from Attack on Titan. Yeah. Without the inevitably tragic spoilers for Attack on Titan, but those those Titans are a bit more sympathetic than you'd seen. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Doug Walker is less sympathetic. <laughs> uh, the more we learn seen. about him. Yeah. Um, but the... It, and, yeah, Channel Awesome became quite a big thing. There were many, many creators. Uh, it, 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 was, it was a locus point for that kind of stuff. It, mm. in, in the time before, like, YouTube existed, but we weren't in full Internet 2.0. Yeah. We really, there, we go, there are four websites, and each of them send us a link to see one thing on another website and, mm. and, and return. Um, and that... And like, uh, yeah, like, probably the most prominent person to come out of Channel Awesome was Lindsay Ellis. Or Todd in the Shadows, maybe. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and Linkara is uh, for for the person who's kind of stayed closest to the same content, yeah. Uh, um, and, and just by doing by doing the sweet ass trick of like actually engaging in depth with what he's talking about and considering it and doing good shit. The one I like the most uh, is a channel called Movie Nights, which is Alison Pregler, who was called Obscurus Looper when she was on uh, Channel Awesome. And um, she does a, a show called Baywatching, where she goes through every episode of Baywatch and Baywatch Nights, and yeah, does, yeah. A, does a commentary for it. And it's the oh, funniest like a full episode commentary. No, no, no. Oh, like okay. just it, so she cuts it up and she does voices yeah. for all of the characters. Oh, um, and it's the funniest thing on YouTube. Uh, I mean, 
uh, that guy getting punched in the face and saying, oh, fuck, I can't believe you've done this. Pretty it's up still there. Under, right? Pretty up there. Uh, there's uh, that, that vine where they throw hamburger buns on someone and then say, look at the buns on that guy. <laughs> and then there's a whip pan to the door where there's a police officer <laughs> with a gun saying, it's the joke police. You're being too funny. <laughs> uh, I've still not seen that one. It's, it's a good one. It's, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a funny TikTok out there where, no. like, I don't know, some... Have you known that the recent TikToks scandal scandal is that like this 18 year old was like I want to be an actor because uh, he, he was attractive so he wants to yeah. be an actor so I've applied to Juilliard which has you know a 2% acceptance right, right? yeah uh, he, he did his audition put up a TikTok about how he fucked up his audition then put up a video about how he didn't get into Juilliard and started a social media campaign <laughs> Which now means that all of Julianne's content is full of teen girls being like, send this no-hope talent to Julianne. And it's just like, why can we just... We just... Children need a separate internet. Like, we can't share it with them. It's unacceptable. Mm. Uh, Which side of the internet would Doug Walker be on? Um, Both, maybe. Well, yeah, he's he's he he, he would be a day walker. <laughs> uh, he's, the, he's the Shazam, a, a, of a, a grown man with a with a brain of a child. I he exists a, on both internets. Oh, what a <laughs> yeah! He's very much <laughs> not the only way he's like Blade in that I, I presume he fiddles his taxes at least a little. Uh, that's what people do in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that, that's best ever got El Capone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got him was for he? Texas. Yeah, he was Chicago because yeah. of prohibition, right? Well, I I know about El Capone. Why do you know about El Capone? Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back once again. Can't say why. Uh, so. Doug Walker's The Wall. He had to speak with Channel Awesome, yeah. and then... Uh, uh, Walking crumbling down. Well, it, it, it started to fade, and it was like, people are doing less stuff here, and then uh, it all came out, it's because, ugh, sucked. Yeah. Uh, um, and, but he's kind of plodded along, and I... Yeah. Th- and I thought he was one of those. I thought he was like a dark side Phil who, uh, look him up if you just want to be very sad. Um, yeah, or entertained. Or, or, no, <laughs> if you look up just the highlights. If you look at his. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I've only seen clips of dark side Phil and that, that stuff's funny. It's oh, no, funny but, as shit. But, but he's just one of those internet people who, who went through a peak of popularity and has now essentially found themselves trapped in a house with a mortgage they can't afford yeah. outside of a reproducing that content to an increasingly small audience and the thing is is that like I kind of thought that's when Nostalgia Critic was but no like they've got offices they're still consistently producing shit to their standard yeah mm-hmm. he, like, he's, he's he's released like like 50 or something episodes since he did The Wall yeah yeah, yeah no he and I but they're also he gets six figures sometimes seven figure views on YouTube which yeah. is mm-hmm. like good and he, I just don't know how he has. Who is watching this? I think like uh, it, so. It, I, from from what I know, uh, Corey Taylor of Slipknot, uh, his son is watching it. Oh, I mean, yeah, that is. Uh, 
That's a big one. So is that how that and why that happened? Yeah, I, yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, maybe it is. Because how old were you in your uh, uh, Doug Walker when you Hold were on. like, Doug, run, don't Doug walk to your computer to watch the nostalgia <laughs> I really want to say that I was like... Not in my mid-twenties, but I super was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I so... But do you think... You were not a child. No. But do you think most of his audience are children? Yeah. 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 It's... First of all, like, you've got to assume any success on YouTube, it's children. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, his particular and brand... And children, of, we're including, like, people up to the age of, like, 18, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, I think, like... Shitheads, I idiots. Think perfect would be, like, 13 would yeah. be oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the ideal demo. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, yeah like, if, 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 if I'd seen him shouting about the back credit card at 13 years old, probably would have been into that. I would have thought it was funny, yeah. yeah. Well, because you haven't realised that nuance exists in the world. Mm, yeah. I think it's a good, I think it's a, you know, a perfectly fine introduction to media criticism because you kind of figure out, you're figuring out that movies can be bad. You know, when you're doing that and you're like, oh, it's a movie. I like, you know, the Hulk. I'll go watch it. And you don't really think about it. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, oh, yeah, back credit card. That's kind of silly. No, no, no. here's what I'm trying to get to. If If Doug Walker's The Wall's audience is mainly children what is he trying to fucking do in in his adaptation of The Wall? Like, like yeah. what is he saying well, to kids? Well, okay, so, because first of all, it just seems totally bizarre that he would review The Wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, it, yeah, how it, does this fit in the Nostalgia Critic canon, I guess? Is, is the question like it's, what, what is this it's it has animation I really don't think it, it would have been anything more complex than that like it would have just been like it's from a while ago people have fond memories of it yeah. so it falls under the umbrella of nostalgia and I don't know somewhere along the path they got this idea that it's super boring this, and long this, and Oscar Beatty. This horrible, yeah. terrible, no good idea to make a full on album and do the accompanying review of it. I think you, an important step is understanding like when he stopped putting actual footage of films in his reviews to avoid uh, getting copyright strikes, yeah. and he started doing recreations of them, right. which is uh, before when I fell off, but I yeah. watched a couple since then, and it's just unbearable, right? because yeah. um, it's it's just more Doug Walker on yeah. screen. Um, not a not a not a like not uncharismatic, but not. Not someone you want to spend no. a lot of time with. No. He's got, you know, he's got something, but uh don't know what it is and I don't like it. Um, yeah, so, like, he's recreating all of the films and it just reminds you, like, man, it'd be a lot better if you could just show them. Yep. That'd be cool. Even just a glossy JPEG. I mean, yeah, and so many of the JPEGs in this are crunchy ones. Oh, baby. There's a, there's yeah. a real gift quality to them. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, so... In, in 2019, for seemingly no reason, Doug Walker decided to do a review of The Wall. There was also a remake and parody of The Wall. Yeah. With songs written by YouTuber Rob Skellen mm-hmm. uh, and animation by some guy called Fenner who makes weird... Uh, 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 yeah, fur- who makes like weird CGI furry animations on I, YouTube? I don't like. We have to go in depth on that when we get to it. But yeah. I feel like being like it is unfair to to furries uh, uh, to to lump to lump them all together. You know, like they're because what he's doing is a specific kind of unnerving perversity, which is simply not true of furries. 
most of whom are just content to be furry and be annoyed that there's just a lot of Nazis in their community for some reason. Anyway. Um, okay, so for this uh, review, he decided... Uh, okay, yeah, so it seems like uh, Corey Taylor from, Sn- from Slipknot, his son is a fan of Doug Walker's and... Like I, I, and so I guess Corey like got in touch with him, and and said, "Hey, uh, I'd love to come and do something with you." And that like that that might have been like why he decided to do the wall. He's like, "Oh, it's a music related thing." Or mm. got a musician and yeah, but why not do like singing in the rain? Yeah, why not do yesterday? <laughs> well, the, you can. It was the year that yesterday came out. But it's also, like, you can't... No, that's Yesterday, another film about the intersection of fascism and rock music. <laughs> Unpack that. Well, I mean, I, I just think that film is fascist. Okay. Uh, I mean... I, 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 I've got a whole thing about it on Letterboxd. Yeah, he's, he's wrong. Um, no, uh, I'm, that I'm, film I'm is charming, and oh, that yeah. he is not... It can be charming and still fascist. No, I think that a film with a central performance as, as charming as Himish Patel no, in I that... I don't think Himish Patel is good in that. Yeah, it's yeah, still no, fascist. No, 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 when that charming, and that like, that film is so good, they cut Anna Diamas out of it. That's how good that film is. Debate me, coward. It goes without saying that Ed, I was going to say Ed Sheeran's The Wall, which would be better. <laughs> it would be better. Doug, i got to admit. So Doug Walker's The Wall approach, appro- approach to Pink Floyd's The Wall seems to be, ah, oh, these are nice sounding songs, but it is dumb of them to directly equate being a little annoyed at school with World War II, mm. and it is a bit pretentious. Um which I think is like, yes, it's pretentious, but uh, it is not. And, and the, the problem there, even aside from the fact that it is generally artless, seemingly made without any thought to other humans viewing it, is that And it's largely composed of uh, stock footage yeah. or uh, low-quality JPEGs of the movie The Wall. <laughs> the, or, way they, the way the shitty JPEGs of The Wall slide, yeah, like, they're, like they're, a PowerPoint yeah, style. And, yeah, but, and, and, and like, when we're showing the, like, the, like, the shitty JPEGs of The Wall, they do the fucking, like, Ken Burns, like, zoom effects on them. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, oh. I, I would bet money that they are using the Ken Burns effect effect yeah. in Final Cut. Yeah. Like, uh, possibly on its default settings. Oh, defo. Um, and it is, so it's not like, it, it's bad. It's yeah. self-evidently bad. The singing is bad. The, the singing is excruciating, but also uh, hard to pass. <laughs> yeah. The instrumentation, at, at best, an uninspired it, parody. Yeah. It took a lot of work clearly yeah. and it's one of the because I don't know about you boys but I had a, a wonderful time this afternoon yeah, no, it, it, this it, is a great double feature <laughs> for anyone wondering um, in my humble opinion it, it is the funny this is the funniest comedy I have seen in months yeah you know it, 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 do, it does do what a good review should do which is give you a greater appreciation for the original film yeah. <laughs> absolutely well, it's just because every yeah apart from it just being bad in any sense any creative sense it's also 
just wrong <laughs> in a mm. way it is confidently wrong like an 11 year old yes, lying my favourite Pink Floyd song confidently wrong <laughs> <laughs> I have become com- Conf- confidently wrong oh should we do and shite and sounds don't work where we where we get John too good and his son his son his son is a big fan of the podcast I mean, anyone out there is listening have any dads who are musicians but yeah it, and it's dumb and wrong yeah and, and yeah like in the way like a child lying and saying that they're a pony is what you're you're like no in that case it's charming mm. and this is just like, like, no, like, th- th- like this is a person with no empathy looking at a look like looking at a deeply personal work about trauma and depression and being like yeah but aren't you uh, being a big fucking pussy yeah well, and, and to go back like two hours like my major impression of of, of the nostalgia critic tonally is that it is mean spirited yeah. yeah and it is and it is like there is something really like the mean spiritedness of Doug Walker's The Wall would be horrifying if it wasn't so like if he wasn't so wrong the, you yeah. know like the, the part, cockiness of it the part that really summed it up for me was the bit where they recreate the um scene where Pink is um, uh, meets with the, the girl mm. at the concert and they go back to his yeah. place or the hotel room or yeah. whatever um, and, uh, and and in Doug Walker's The Nostalgia Critics The Wall the girl goes oh, so you've invited me up here and you just want to watch TV and he's like yeah I'm, I'm a millionaire and I, I you know I'm, I'm rich and you, famous can you, see, can you see that I'm sad and it was just so clear that Doug Walker could not understand the idea of a cool rock star railing the hot chick after the concert like he just can't wrap his head around that idea like that's what you do bro he couldn't understand like being in a funk (laughs) yeah I just it does the uh, like all good art this is really a a window into the people who made it like like, what what makes it a a good bad watch and and, yeah is this reveals (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, like, like this is as much as like this is is like as much of a revealing look into the soul of Doug Walker as the wall is into mm. like Roger Waters. Yeah, yeah, but like Roger Waters knows what he's yeah, given no, no, away. Exactly. Yeah, which, which is <laughs> yeah. the fucking thing. With like, the, like this, this enti- like Doug Walker's entire thing is just like is is like accusing the wall of being like of being like boring and pretentious and and kind of like not self aware. Like, but, but the wall is so much more self-aware and and like and has like a much greater like grasp of its own like like flaws and limitations yeah. mm. than than Doug Walker's nostalgia critics for Walt does, which like actually thinks it's saying something smart and which actually like and, and yeah when when it is so like dumb and surface and like uninspired I yeah. guess mm. because there's the thing of. Like his take on what uh, is uh, uh, goodbye blue sky. The one they turn into so long Oscar bait song. And uh, no, I was not. I mean, we can go through yeah. them, but it is that like his take on another brick in the wall is that this is just being like people being like I'm pandering to kids right, by yeah. saying uh, school sucks, and it is just like 
you just fun like, like it like, is just a, get this. this is a very like spe- like specific account of like child abuse <laughs> and, and even and, even then like he's still you know it's roger waters talking specifically about his child life in uh, the 40s and 50s in england yeah. where um you know it was it was mandatory to you know for the for the teachers to spank the kids pretty damn hard yeah. um but also like before that song in the movie he once again regresses to a child so it is like it's it is a petulant song and it's meant to be but it is still like there's truth in it yeah. and Doug Walker's like nah you fucking stop being a baby well, yeah your fucking dad died in the largest war in history and then you got beaten up by teachers who were themselves these kind of like cruel repressed tools of the state mm. and capital and then yeah. Doug Walker's like yeah, lame. You're like you're being, you're being actually you you actually you're being lame and embarrassing right how, now. How do you miss the point of another brick in the wall? <laughs> it's like it's there. It's like well, it, it it like I think and I think it comes down to something as simple as him not understanding the nuance and that it's saying. Uh, it's addressing the teachers, mm. and he's going like, "Oh, so this is yeah, about so how all s- teachers are evil." That that education, no, that like the idea of education. Mm. But he also fucking starts the bit with like, "Oh, what are you teaching me? Oh, uh, why don't you teach me like how to clean a car? Mm. <laughs> clean a car, how, Recur- how, how to fix a car, how to fix a car, how, how to, to pay my taxes, yeah. how, how to how to ace a job interview, how to go on a first date." The ace a job interview one was the most yeah. like soul crushing. Like, Part of no. it because, like, specifically about the the Pink Floyd's the wall, yeah. it's like preparing people for their menial jobs. No, exactly. <laughs> well, and and also, no fucking thirteen year old like played by Corey Taylor's son wants to know how to ace no, a job interview. He's, he's legitimately uh, got a band now that sounds exactly like Snip. No, he's a rock star. He doesn't want to <laughs> ace a job. He doesn't want to work at Burger King. You dumb fuck. But also, it is just that fundamental. Like, is it, 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 our modern conceptions of education perfect? No. But, like, the idea that education should just be, like, a list of things that, that like, get you through the day. Mm-hmm. That it's like, why learn maths? You'll, you'll, we have calculators in our pockets. And it's like, no, it's about learning systems and yeah. mm-hmm. the shape of the world and how things fit, fit together. Yeah, and, and for instance, how the ideas of the wall fit together. Yeah, and, and, and like, that's what critique is like literally made in Pink Floyd's The Wall where like there's that scene in the classroom of Pink sitting there like writing poetry the teacher like picks up his poetry book reads it out to the class makes fun of them and, and then like yeah I mean like hit, hits one of the knuckles and then says okay now everyone write down exactly what I'm saying and then starts like saying and starts like saying the way that you uh, figure out the like square footage of an acre or whatever yeah. and everyone's repeating and it's like like when they fucking have like Rob Scallon's teacher character say like, oh no we, we don't teach you how to do any of that we teach you algebra and like and like like, like the, the, things, the, the thing you're parodying made the same point in a better like more like more cinematic and more subtle way than you were doing I did I did really like that scene in Pink Floyd's The Wall where, where the, the teacher comes and scolds um, Pink for writing poetry when he should be doing you know the rote memorization of whatever they're doing and, and, and like 
like the big time flex of Roger Waters using lyrics from Money, one of the most fucking successful yeah. songs of all time. And the teacher's like, that's nonsense, that's rubbish. And Roger Waters was like, fuck you, man, that's fucking, <laughs> that's dollars in my bank account, baby. <laughs> that, that, I don't think you appreciate the irony of yeah. what you're doing. Um, but it's also like one of those criticisms comes from a place of understanding a very specific moment. Yeah. Uh, mm. and, and the complete, and, and going into the details of that moment in a way that makes it like more universal mm. uh, and the other is a person speaking from an incredible point of privilege going like like who had uh, uh, you know attentive enough uh, parents and good enough education that he doesn't realize how important uh, being taught to read and write yeah. and uh, consider science and maths and social stuff you know yeah, uh, uh, that, yeah. he can just be like oh why didn't they teach me to uh, kick, do kick flips yeah yeah and, and they're like whole list the, the whole like thing the, the whole like all, all the things he lists off they're like oh how, how to fix a car and do my taxes like it's just a fucking like boomer Facebook meme yeah. they're like yeah. oh you know kids don't like schools don't teach kids how to like how to how to you know, be part of society. Yeah. Like, like, like that, that. Why don't you teach me how to drink from a hose? This <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, like, the end point of all this, like, oh, why don't you fucking teach us uh, how to just fuck real good? Or, or like, uh, yeah. actual skills we'll use in the real world. <laughs> 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 They're just an incredible high five. Uh, I hope the mics caught it. Um, but is that is like, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. We should promote apprenticeships more. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be like, oh, but that would that mean more taxes? Uh, no, yeah. hey, hey, when I was young, people didn't give me stuff except for all the stuff I was given because of the higher taxes. God. And, like, how is... Because Doug walker is a is gen x right what do you mean yeah yeah he's 40 yeah yeah he's in his 40s yeah 80, uh, 81 so yeah mm. just he's a, he's a young gen xer so how is he such a fucking boomer because so much of like his well, whole because boomer is a state of mind <laughs> because like obviously like we I, i'm not intending to skip so long Oscar bait song yeah. because uh, boom my, my mind is melting I, I don't I don't have consciousness anymore but like his his take on the fascist uh, on you know the iconic image the yep. walking hammers become walking iPhones and it's about outrage culture about yeah, everyone's just looking to get mad yeah, that, was, that was the hardest bit to look at for yeah. me <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. instead of being waiting for worms, uh, instead of saying, like, instead of a re- repetition of, like, waiting, waiting, it's tweeting, <laughs> tweeting. Oh, and then at the end, they do the, because there's a hand signal in um, Pink Floyd's The Wall, they do, yeah. like, and an they, X, they, they do, like, crossed hammers. Which is, uh, in professional wrestling, if the referee throws up the X, that means that the one of the performers is legitimately injured. Ah. Fun story. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, uh, and so in Doug Walker's The Nostalgia Critics The Wall, they do like a hashtag yeah, yeah. out of their arms. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And, we're just, and we're just screaming hashtag. It's the most, it's the most fucking Riverdale <laughs> boomer riding teenager bullshit I've seen in a fucking no. YouTube clip. Because the whole moral of it is like 
Oh uh, yeah, people are mean to me online. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah. people God. just want to hate people. Yeah, right. his take on the song that is very specifically about the rise of English fascism. Yeah, and and, and by extension, universal fascism. Yes. Yeah, I mean they have done an incredible job of franchising. <laughs> Got to yeah. give it to them. Yeah, yeah. the song about the like reemergence of fascism in the seventies and eighties, and about the like pressures of being one of the most famous people in the world mm. becomes like everyone's just trying to get mad at stuff on line and no one's mad at anything specific it's just whatever they can be mad at which is let's be clear what he is doing throughout this film it it is him it's such a fucking pissy 40 minutes yeah. of a YouTube video. He's yeah, such and, a whingy and, and like, bugger. Yeah, yeah, and, and like that was... It is, uh, and I apologise for the gender term, it's just it's just someone bitching. Yeah. It's just someone being like, uh, yeah, I can't believe this film dares compare World War II with education. And you're like... But like, actually, could you, okay, stop. Think about it for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, like, think like, about who we're making it. The, so what time? What is the relationship between their education and World War Two? Yeah. Also, uh, World War Two uh, happened eighty years ago, uh, and is still uh, a, a, a genesis point of almost every issue we have in our world saying it's uh, irrelevant or disrespectful to connect it to any part of the modern condition is um lunacy i guess i mean it's just so dumb it's right? so dumb like, it's crazy so dumb it's so dumb and so whiny it's it's incredibly unfunny for like what is normally yeah. like a comedy style uh, <laughs> review show well, like I guess the question that those like what do you think uh, what do you think happened like what is Doug Walker like on a day to day basis like how is he he's not good because all I can see is just this man who has absolutely no sense of reality yeah or um, like and he's just probably just a massive shit I mean uh, inevitably right like Probably. probably probably the worst person in the world. Um, but let's talk about So Long Oscar Bait Song. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Musically, it's the hardest one to listen to. It's... And, 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 and like, visual... like oh. oh, visually. Oh. So, yeah. So, okay. So, in, uh, in Pink Floyd's The Wall, there was a song called Goodbye Blue Sky, uh, which is about uh, being a child during the Blitz. It's about other stuff as well, but like, but like, that's a yeah. lot of it. it is and, and like, and that's where like Ben's favorite piece of the movie comes from, the animation mm. of the middle bird, and and it's it's there's just a bunch of incredible animation. Yeah, in there. yeah. What it does is, is it uses this like incredibly like expressionistic animation mm. to get across the horror of being a child during the Blitz and like how like how how terrifying that must have been. It's, it's this like song about the kind of like death of hope. And, and and like and the kind of like premature end of childhood and Doug Walker's version <laughs> is called is called So Long Oscar Bates Song and it's about how oh this section is so uh, like slow and boring but also isn't it dumb that they're putting monsters in World War 2 isn't is like isn't that like isn't that tonally strange to have these like to have these like uh, weird cartoons in this bit of the Blitz it's and, and it's and, so crazy yeah and, and, and it's, it's all it's all fucking it's all like stock photos with flash animations on them yeah or the lowest quality JPEGs like screen caps of of like the actual good moments in the movie and 
and like there, there are just these insane fucking things where their version of the giant metal bird is a drawing that takes up maybe like a couple centimeters of the screen of of a bird that like flaps like you know like okay. a bird demic bird yeah well, yeah, well, well like, it looks like a placeholder it looks yeah. like something someone sketched yeah. in 20 seconds in paint yeah. just to chuck in before the yeah. animation uh, comes bird, the bird demic birds look better yeah uh, and uh, uh, I know I mean this would be, would have been heavily improved by the bird just rotating in its default position yeah. as many yeah. of the birds in bird demic yeah. and this bird just has the word ego written on it and uh, then it like flies down and there's like a stick figure on the ground that says self-content which I don't know what that's supposed to mean like is, is, is it self-content is it self-content like and then it like picks it up and flies it away or something even though the metaphor is written out on both the things it still doesn't make any sense and then there is like a giant dark storm cloud that says my problem it's like a really big storm cloud storm cloud and then there's like a little storm cloud that's floating in and it says other people's problems and then the my problem storm cloud uh, shoots it with lightning and explodes the other people's problem storm cloud and so and like this is this is a fucking song from a child's perspective about growing up in like one of the most horrifying scenarios you could possibly grow up in well, and, and saying okay saying that, that you're at that level of that level of disrespect for a song saying that this is meaningless it, it's just bait for Oscars yeah, which th- also it wouldn't be eligible for an Oscar because it's not an original song it was in, it was on the album yeah. so it's, it's not Oscar bait in any fucking sense of a word but it, it's also like Doug <laughs> Doug it's actually not eligible for an Oscar but taking that as the an- premise of your song the premise of your parody it's just it's just actually wrong but taking that as an uh, 100% but taking that as an opportunity to be like you know this song's actually really about how self-involved they are and that their problems are more important than other people's problems while you are making a 40 minute adaptation (laughs) of the wall about About how how people are too mean to you on the internet and about how because it does because American and British schooling systems uh, uh, create fascists in very different but equally effective ways it it is immoral for people to connect things like if, if 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 there was a musical out that were, uh, that uh, contrasted 9-11 with education, Doug Walker would be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, but because it's outside of his field of view, Illinois, um, he it just... He is like, what else is he doing when he has that cloud that says, my problems destroy the one that says everyone else's problems? He's, it's like... Oh God! I wish this phrase wasn't so devalued. But he's just telling on himself so hard, mm. like it's so like to, it's, like, it's like yes, that is what you're doing. <laughs> Fucking hell! To be completely fair, for, for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, to, what I think, mm. what I think he's doing is. He is the nostalgia critic. Yes. Yeah. He criticizes, often in his other reviews, he criticizes the nostalgia as opposed to the thing itself. I'm so right. n- yeah. what I think he's going for is other people's interpretation of the films, uh, a film, and and it, and how, like, you're like a young guy, you watch the movie, you, you, you think you know the world right yeah, yeah. And like you you like really identify with pink and you're like he's just yeah. like me he's right. just like me because i and and i 
think that's what he's doing. And, and again, with another brick in the wall bit, I think that's what he's going for. Right, yeah. But which, which, like, which, like, would be in, like, a kind of, like, interesting, like, way to talk about this film. Yeah. If, if, if he had the skills to do that, but but the other but the thing that like goes against that theory, unfortunately, sorry, Doug, um, he does that scene where um, his two actors and him that's made giant talk to each other in the yes. train tunnel, oh, and they go like, and, and surely they're not collating these two things, like the the World War Two in school, right? And it's like, yeah, bro, they kind of are, and for a big reason. Yeah, part of Doug's problem with that scene is like he he. he can only see the, the, the like image of like of, of like people kind of like stuffed into cattle cars as a holocaust reference and he's and so he's like oh are you like are you saying that going to school is just as bad as a holocaust which like no like like he's he's not but like like p- p- like p- part of like growing up during the blitz is like li- is like like having to like live in train tunnels yeah like and and like and like like yes like like there is definitely holocaust imagery in the like in the like faceless people being carried off on on, on yeah. train cars but it, but it is not just that like these are not surface level images in like in the wall no like there are a lot of really fucking smart people putting a lot of effort into making this like incredibly like personal and powerful film I mean yeah. I mean Doug just refuses to look at the screen it's so like it's such a great but with like because like it is like saying you know the direct effects of fascism being in the blitz mm. and also the 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 you know english school system and, and how that mm. plays into fascism even though supposedly they were fighting the fascists yeah. it's so like effective and and how it does it and you know in a mm. however long the, they play the song for like three minutes or whatever yeah. mm. And and it's so, I don't know. It's not subtle as we've said before. It's really not. It's like it's pretty hands on there, Dougie. Yeah, they're walking you through it. But also, it's not default. And like, it's not default wrong to make that comparison. Yeah, it it is a, like it would be default wrong to just make that comparison, which is what uh, Doug Walker is accusing the film of doing. Yeah, but it is absolutely like. It's so steeped in the context, right? That, oh, man. It's, like, the thing we're not capturing is how hilarious it is. It's so funny. <laughs> when the cloud... When the fucking cloud when shows When the cloud up. shoots the other cloud. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is, at times, like, you know, the deliberately incompetent editorial cartoons The Onion has? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like that quite a lot of the time. It is, like... It's both unsubtle, but also doesn't actually understand what it's really telling us. Like, mm. there are so many layers of idiocy to this. Yeah. And then the, like, final segment of uh, Doug Walker's Nostalgia Critics of the Wall is a collaboration with a YouTuber called Fenner, whose real name is, like, Sullivan something. Yeah. Who, who's this, like, English uh, 3D artist. Yeah, who does uh, weird, uh, both uh, surprisingly detailed and surprisingly bland CGI characters who all live in some sort of world together and uh, make uh, jokes and try and kill each other or some shit. No idea what was going on yeah. there. It's, it, it, it's inscrutable. And, 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 well, and is this like the inscrutability extends to because like these are clearly really highly technically 
achieved bits of animation. If it's that one guy doing it, I, yeah. Which yeah. I believe is the case. Yeah. Where, like, they, they've got a fur simulation going on, the, the lip sync is really good. These, yeah. are, these are detailed and, like, the, the design like, the is... The characters really, look ugly, but, like... Yeah. But they're not, but, like... They look ugly, but in a way that is like a deliberate, like that's an aesthetic choice. Do you think this Fenner guy has ever seen Nightmare Before Christmas? I wonder. (laughs) Oh, mate, but it is like, there's a consistent aesthetic, and it's not to my taste. Sure, and not to. But it is, but there is something about them, and it's not, it's one of those things where they feel deeply uncanny. Mm. But in a way, it's not like, it's, it's not fucking. Uh, uh, plastic face de-aging sure. and, and it's not like parallax being on so it's so clearly cartooned there is just something the movement is so it's, and I don't know if in the, this guy's uh, own YouTube channel there are real people on screen but yeah. Doug is on screen for a big chunk of these interacting yeah, yeah. with these 3D monsters and it's fucking so funny yeah and the the, the fucking scenes in Pink Floyd's The Wall where, 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 where like Pink is, inter- is interacting with with, with with like with 2D animation yeah look better than like look better than this well and because there's I mean, you know, because 2D animation is beautiful, and and what and like what and this guy's and this guy's stuff is not beautiful. Yeah, well, like, no, like, it's not. But it's not. Ah, oh. I I just don't. I I think like it's pro. Like you know, there is something about it that is very unnerving. Yeah, that and that it feels more unnerving because I can't identify it. But I think also like it's like the problem is the context more yeah. than anything. It's because like the trial at the end of. Uh, uh, of the wall it is all of the themes and images of the film colliding in yeah. this in this cavalcade of incredible animation to unpack the themes restate and then develop them towards a point where the wall can be taken down yes uh, but at what cost etc the end uh, ends on a freeze frame where Roger Waters just turns to the audience and says or is it? You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, it goes pretty spooky, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a yeah. yeah, and then the critters go past really fast. But this section is these uh, wee creatures, these wee little gremlins, arguing at length that all the weird monsters uh, in, in the wall yeah. should have like character and plot. Yeah, which is the biggest case in the whole of the film. It's- it's um, such a crazy take, huh? Well, like, yeah, it's 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 not a critique I'd even thought of. No, like it it, it, well, it, it I, is. It I don't. Is, it, it, like I, I, like I, like as wrong as I think Dark Walker is, I, I can understand people thinking this film is boring or slow yeah. or pretentious sure. or like too up its own ass or like yeah. m- maybe maybe like thematically confused. I, I can I can understand and, thinking all of those things. Well, and, but, but, and even you can understand as a surface level reading reacting against. Uh, 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 an organisation of images that kind of seems to be like being at school is like being in the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, but th- yeah, but, but then looking at like all all of these very like thematically and like emotionally powerful like images of of of, of these monsters, which like don't like don't all have like entirely clear like one to one analogs with the real world, but like all kind of make sense like at least emotionally. Yeah. Like 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 the like. You know, like like the birds and the blitz, yeah. like like mm. like like a weird vagina monsters, a bit like yeah. the sphere of women, yeah. and like a sphere of his mother, and like and like the wall and all the faceless people, like all, all of that stuff. Like l- looking at that and being like, 
no, I, I, uh, I want these guys to have uh, lines. Yeah. And uh, I want them to... Uh, uh, oh, like, uh, maybe... Uh, what if uh, they all... Uh, oh, what if they did a heist? Yeah. And uh, that's how they uh, broke the wall down? Is, is the- uh, they had to, like, go on, like, a Dirty Dozen-style <laughs> heist, and uh, they all got to hang out and... Uh, uh, oh, like... Uh, Maybe if someone just gave me lots of money, I would, I would, I would, I would enjoy, I would enjoy that. So it, it, it's just this breathtaking arrogance of looking at this film and absolutely being unable to engage with it on its own terms. Like it's, it's borderline like watching Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol and being like, yeah, do you know what would improve that film? What that film was lacking just uh, a documentary about the construction of the Burj Khalifa where like <laughs> I can understand you wanting that but that film does not like there is nothing wrong with films that don't have many characters and work on symbolic logic yes yeah. and, and the idea of being like the only way it's, we can that's un- one of the like like working on symbolic logic is one of the things that films are great at and, yeah and, and, and animation I, particularly yeah and, and like some of it not enough films do these days um except Memoria yeah. check it out uh and <laughs> oh man is, is the point of the monsters yeah are they that they're trying to make is they because it's because like you can barely understand a word they're saying half the time yeah because they're all doing british accents but it's americans doing british accents it seems like it and that um the the monsters are like we want to see more monsters on screen so like because we're monsters is that the point is is that is that why it's so fucked but like even that is a terrible because who would want to see that who would want to see monsters reviewing a movie with monsters in it going i wish there were more monsters what the fuck is the point of this i i do want to see crumb from our real monsters reviewing things oh that's fair Uh, but or what was the um teacher the Grundler. Yeah, I think that's that type of film you made up earlier. Oh, yeah, The Groblin. <laughs> the Groblin. <laughs> I, earlier, uh, Ben invented a new gauge of film. Uh, it's only used for one movie. One movie. It's The Grumble. Grumble. Yeah. Yeah, The Grun- the, 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 the Groblin uh, was only used for, as we all know, Men in Black 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who doesn't love any film that contains Lara Flynn Boyle, I yeah. say? Uh, I, uh, I enjoy any film uh, that involves a song that tells you to nod your head to like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the movie ends with uh, the Stonshaw Squarepants theme being played by uh, Corey Taylor. And yeah. And is singing it fucking suck shit. And he yeah. says, he says my, and uh, Doug says my favourite line, which is... Uh, a good, uh, his actual review of the film yeah. was good music and, and imagination. imagination. Incredible review. What just teacher who has given up on their student writing the report card good at music and imagination just complete lack of like this is your job dude and you just had 30 minutes of singing to express those two ideas and instead chose to focus on that sometimes people are mean to you because you you suck (laughs) because you do shit things and that uh, this film you 
kind of half watched I presume while looking at your mm, phone yeah. uh, doesn't align with the views you imagine it has well, well, well like, it, it, like seems what hap- it seems like what happened is uh, he watched for wall about uh, 25 years ago yeah and then uh, thought of the idea for this review wrote a bunch of the jokes watched for wall again was like uh, uh fuck no because shit what do you think it was like on set bad but like, I no, think no, it was no, probably no, fine. But there were all the, and this is what I kept saying because there, there, it, you know, there are other people in this. Yeah, mm. and it just, I cannot understand in in the in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen when they were shooting this, being like, oh yeah, Doug Walker, that's a star I'm going to hitch my wagon to. <laughs> yeah, and they, there's the sad desperation in their eyes that is hilarious mm. there's a sense of people being held hostage especially because they're all just clearly on a green screen we haven't stressed how much of this film is poorly keyed green screen yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Oh. If, 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 if everything that isn't stock footage or a uh, garage or hall yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah or, or, or the two sets they have or a jpeg of the original film is just yeah it's the shittiest green screen where, where, where people are doing the sort of running that like you do in like a joke about bad about bad green screening yeah mm. uh, it's like even you know even neil breen managed to like 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 get a big enough studio to like I mean, he still managed to squander it and make his film look terrible, but he managed to get, get a big-ass studio, but he could have, like, run realistically in a green-screen environment if he felt like it. I wonder what Neil would think of the wall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would... Uh, yeah! I cannot... Yeah. Holy shit! Wreck your brain around there. I have no idea. Yeah, I, 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 think the, I think the only situation in which I would watch Doug Walker's The Wall again is if I was showing it to Neil Breen. <laughs> or... He's like, dude, you got to check this out. How much... Like, do- you, you like you, you and this guy. You two would get along. Mm. So Kickstarter to get Neil Breen to record commentaries for films, right? Yeah. Like like riff tracks, but Breen is Breen tracks. Breen tracks. Uh, <laughs> straight from the Breen baked brains, maybe he's high while he's doing it. Um, it is. I yeah no, I just can't understand. Like part of what made it so funny is like. But you, there were people in the room while you were doing this. Yeah. Like people saw this written down and were like, "Yeah, great." Yeah, there, 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 there's, there's a there's a green screen bit during uh, 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 there was a green screen bit during uh, their uh, parody of another brick and the wall, uh, where uh, Rob Skellen dressed as the teacher and uh, uh, and and Doug Walker. Uh, like dancing over a cityscape, <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh man, you left this in." Oh, like, like, okay. So, a lot of the time, when when people see something uncool on the screen, they're like, "Oh, that's a fuck up." There's this like incorrect idea that like films only exist to regurgitate like what is already cool back at the viewer, and like maybe if uh, uh, Ben Affleck has a weird haircut in uh, the last duel, that means Still that, that, that means the movie fucked up. Movies are allowed to show things that are uncool, and that's that's not necessarily a problem. But like they're so uncool. <laughs> like it's 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 so fucking lame. It looks they're bad. Like, it's so lame that even if they were trying to be lame, they went too far. They need to tone it down. Yeah, because well, they're, they're trying so hard to be like cool and funny. Yeah, and it's just not. It is just like it is like the thing about it that is so that is cringe is that they are pushing so hard 
into doing something they think they are doing so well at mm. and they are failing so much like the bit in again in in another brick in the wall where he says this is pandering like hell while kind of this is pandering <laughs> like hell where he's he, like he does his fucking face when yeah, he says yeah. it it's been stuck in my brain for the past like years since I watched Folding Ideas video <laughs> yeah, and he oh. but like the way he stalks to the camera and like it's sinister it. it feels like it feels evil <laughs> but like the thing that makes it hilarious <laughs> is that he's like fucking check out this hilarious yeah. cool shit <laughs> of this guy who like is into the second decade of professionally wearing a dad hat yeah. and, uh, as like part of his fucking look the, and you're just like oh. it's such a bad choice to parody like the way Pink Floyd's songs go melodically the way that like it, it's like the, those long drawn out yeah. like you can do parodies of pop songs because it's but 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 you can't do it with Pink Floyd because there's no punchline that you can land on properly yeah. so he's just he's just wafting around in a green screen yeah. prison but yeah. there is a very good reason Weird Al does very few like King Crimson parodies <laughs> yeah. like, like a prog rock is funny in certain senses yeah but, but, but like yeah yeah, it, it doesn't lend itself to like easy jokes no well, like, and more specifically like there's a reason Weird Al invented doing medleys in this medleys in the style yeah. of musicians mm. like I'm 90% sure he's probably fucking done a Pink Floyd one right probably but he's got is, him gone after everyone but these are all like yeah, he he oh. He doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't get who he offends. He doesn't hold back this wheel through any bridge. But, and this, it's all just within this. And these are all things where you're like, you could just I, any. It's like every idea, every thought it has is wrong. Yeah. Where you just like every level, you're like, no, don't do that. Like, if you read the script, you would have a red pen next to every line being like, try something else. Yeah. Like, no, like it, 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 like it, uh, uh, if uh, Doug kid, uh, had, had, given, had given me the script and, like, asked for notes, uh, yeah, you know, you, you should, like, go through your underlined stuff that doesn't work, or stuff that seems clunky, and you, you go back to the first page where it says, the sound critic, The Wall, written by Doug Walker, and you just... You underline the words written by Doug Walker, and you say, "You're right. This is your first problem. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Fix this." It's yeah, because uh, because like I think the turnover for Nostalgia Critic episodes is two weeks. <laughs> I think he does like he does them all in two weeks. So yeah, like, it's probably twice as long as a South Park episode. So yeah. his, his things must be twice as funny as South Park. But like, but, the, but like this feels like something they've been working on for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say because like a lot of it is like. You, there's a temptation to be like, well, that's you know the problem is being like you're you're you've got this you know delivery system for these videos that you have to put out, but this is so much work, like getting everyone on set yeah. and doing all of the. There's um, Brad Jones, who's I think maybe lives in the same city. Um, he's um, the the cinema snob, who's also yeah. a Channel Awesome guy in this, and and all he's, the actors. He's the one guy who's still there, right? Yeah, he's also not a great guy apparently he's um <laughs> he's um he's he's the bob hoskins and this and oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah. 
Uh, but like getting everyone there, it's like there's so much more work than anything else I've seen well, by him for sure. Well, and there are bits of it that are working very hard and not quite landing. Are working very hard to be like shot for shot recreations. Yeah, mm. uh, and like there are bits where they've clearly put a lot of effort into reproducing frames or pieces uh, uh, of design. Yeah, and you're like, but like if you're putting that much. It is like it's like my fucking mumblecore issue, where I'm like, uh, the writing and the ideas is are the things that are free to work on, yeah. And so you don't have to spend all this fucking effort doing something that's just so. Like, does anyone like this? No, yeah. I mean, Doug Walker likes it enough to release it as an album, which is like, holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> like the gumption Has, the gall. Do you do you think anyone bought this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's. Let, uh, oh, you, you, build yeah, you go, yeah, go to <laughs> How? Oh my god! Platinum did uh, Doug Walker's. The wall go. Nothing? <laughs> it's okay. Says uh, no results. <laughs> I mean, I get the Wikipedia. Says, uh, page. would you like to try a better search? <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it gives are me- you okay? I hey, th- hey uh, maybe consider bigging this one. <laughs> <laughs> just chicken in, just Google here, chicken in with you, pal. You all right? Everything going okay with you? No, it, it is that. The, I get the Wikipedia pages for Metallica, the album, Rod Stewart, and every rapper alive. Every, oh no, the best rapper alive every year since 1979 from from the magazine Complex, which I kind of think is a Venn diagram that at the center of which is Doug Walker not understanding things. You know, oh no, he's deep and he's definitely like a metal guy, right? Mm. I mean, but, Corey Taylor was there. Yeah, but, but that's Slipknot. That's Slipknot is, um, Slipknot no matter what you think, is metal, right? Sure. Hard rock, if you want to get in the weeds and the shit about it. Okay, but before we get to this review, I think I'm safe in saying uh, this is shite. It, it's unrankable on Letterboxd. But uh, it is because it is uh, not a film, uh, right, uh, rightfully so. But it, it is like, I would, in a way, I would kind of put it right at the bottom. Yeah. Because while there are ones above it that are more abhorrent and, like, morally bad, this one is the one that is the least in any way an expression by any human. <laughs> this contains the least art, you know? Yeah. Like, it, in, in, in a way that feels to me the most dangerous. Unless Jeremy Seville has actually encouraged any hate crimes, which would not be, you know, surprising. I mean, I don't know about hate crime. He likes people of different colour. He likes colours, and the colours are coming for you. The colours are coming for you. Colours are coming. The colours are coming. It's an Instagram post, Jeremy Seville. Go check out Jeremy Seville's Instagram. It's fucking brilliant. And, like, don't bother about... Okay, when was this episode recorded? Oh, I have to go back. No, he hasn't posted since like October 2020. You'll be fine. <laughs> we hate this. Everyone hates it. Yeah, it's it a meme that everyone hates mm-hmm. it, right? I don't think anywhere, I don't think on any media could you find an even faintly positive review. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time <laughs> doing that. So, um, on, uh, so on IMDb, 
Because uh, <laughs> not uh, on Letterboxd, because it's not a film. Yeah, so on, on IMDb, uh, all of the reviews are one star, apart from uh, there's one two-star review, there's one four-star review, uh, where the title is uh, Not As Bad As People Are Making It Out To Be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we might have to go with that one. Uh, I no, want to hear that. That seems the most earnest I, positive so, review, well, though, yeah, right? So uh, the review I'm going to read uh, is by an IMDb user called... Uh, uh, called Eclectic Ennui, and uh, the title of his review is So So. Oh, alright. Okay. Warning, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Currently on YouTube, this episode has more dislikes than likes. While I'm someone who gave it a dislike, I don't think it's one of the worst YouTube videos I've ever seen. This episode seems to be a tribute open brackets, I'm not entirely sure, to the film Pink Floyd, colon, The Wall, which I enjoyed, although it's been a long time since I've seen it. I used to watch The Nostalgia Critic a lot, but I've lost interest in the show. I watched this episode to see what all the fuss was about, and, well, I didn't like it. (laughs) But it's not god-awful. It it has parodies of songs from the film. For example, there's a parody of Comfortably Numb called Comfortably Dumb, Hardy ha ha. <laughs> the songs aren't funny, and I wouldn't care to listen to them again. Even but I don't the think most they're atrocious. Positive review we can find is full of sarcastic attacks. The most positive review we can find contains the phrase "Hardy ha ha." Doug Walker's singing voice isn't terrible. This episode is admittedly somewhat amateurish and cheap-looking. The animation in it ranges from being bad to okay. When it's trying to be horrifying, it does look kind of horrifying. I remember Pink Floyd for Wall being weird, and so uh, so is this episode, but the songs and the animation of the film are definitely better. Corey Taylor from the metal band Slipknot is in this episode, and at the end he performs a cover of the Spongebob Squarepants theme with the cast members. It has nothing to do with Pink Floyd for Wall, and unfortunately is not that good of a cover, but at least it's short. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's short. There's a bizarre commercial with Doug Walker for something called Honey. Uh, I don't really know what it is. Uh, but it's not uh, actual honey that bees make. Uh, for some reason, Doug is really hyperactive in, in the commercial. Oh, yeah. I guess he's oh, uh, trying to be funny, but uh, he's not. It's weird <laughs> watching him act like a crazy cartoon character without being funny. Uh, also, the commercial goes on for too long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even though the show is called The Nostalgia Critic, there doesn't seem to be much criticism of Pink, of Pink Floyd The Wall. The, mm-hmm. the Nostalgia Critic does say that he likes the film, but this episode is obviously different than other episodes where he sits in front of a camera and reviews a film. Again, I'm not quite sure if this episode is a, is a tribute to Pink Floyd The Wall. Maybe it's a spoof. Maybe both. Well, unfortunately, it's not funny and entertaining. At times, it reminds me of this crappy low-budget film called The Amazing Bulk. Uh, both, uh, both, oh, yeah. both that film and Have this you guys seen that? No. no. Oh, dude. Okay, so I watched it with a uh, friend of the show, Josh Davies, oh, and, he, yeah. and, and he was so mad at me. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll be doing that in Ang Lee's Hulk next yeah. time you're back. Hey. <laughs> Both that film and this episode have bad animation and actors who definitely look like they're in front of a green screen. The Amazing Bulk is actually funnier, uh, but to be fair to this episode, some of its animation is better than that film. Uh, the acting is okay, I guess. It's like other episodes of, of the Nostalgia Critic I've seen. Uh, I, I don't watch this show much anymore, so I don't know what other recent episodes are like. Uh, this one could have been better, or maybe Doug Walker should have left Pink Floyd the Wall alone. Uh, 8 out of 11 people found this helpful. Uh, Would they give it out of 10? Uh, there, uh, there was no rating on that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but not as bad as... I mean, 
it is insane to even to observe all of those things and be like, it's not that bad. Yeah, what 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 did you like about it then? <laughs> no idea. It seems to be arguing that the fact that the film didn't involve the actual death of real humans uh, makes it morally acceptable, makes it good, what makes we, it not as bad as everyone says. What are we doing if we're reviewing a review of a review of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. Where are which we is, right now? Which is an adaptation of the album The Wall. Yeah. Which is an adaptation of the concept of walls. Okay. Which is an adaptation of the walls we put between ourselves. Right. So we... Because we fear being alone. Okay. Uh, would you like to guess uh, uh, Eclectic Ennui's uh, top four films? Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 this person has a uh, has a list called my ten favorite films of all time. We'll do the top four of them. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, there. Oh, we'll go from four. Yeah. Uh, number four. It's got a one word title. Uh, Drive. No, but it does uh, relate to movement. Speed. No. One of the cast members from Speed is in this movie. I just can't remember what other films Alan Ruck has been in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually Dennis Hopper. Oh. Uh, uh, no. Uh, Sandy B. Ah, uh, she's made. What film has she made that contains gravity? Yeah. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah, that's a good number one film. Um, shout out to my boy. Oh, yeah, no, that's number four. Oh, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> that's the best film ever. <laughs> three better films. I mean, I'll admit, I don't even think it's in, in Karen's top three, but mm. this person? So, uh, number three. Uh, uh, oh, let's see. Uh, it's got uh, one of the stars of Licorice Pizza in it. Uh, I mean... No, no, not a helpful clue. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of... I mean, I've seen all of Cooper Hoffman's work. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, it's by a director uh, who, who likes uh, who likes when stuff looks really good, but it's all but everything's also... Everything just kind of takes its time, you know? Uh, this dude's a big fan of wheat. He likes people spinning around. Kylie Minogue. Oh, yeah. Terrence Malick. Terrence Malick, yes. Yeah, okay. So, Tree yeah. of Life. Yeah. Yeah. Who is in Tree of Life? That's uh, like Sean Penn. A... Uh, number two is, uh, like, arguably the best movie of all time. Citizen Kane? Uh, no, it is on the side and sound list. Uh, okay, this is, uh, any clue I can think of now is just uh, too obvious. Um, is it in black and white or colour? Uh, it's in colour. Okay, is uh, it in English or another language? It's in English. Is it American? Doesn't, okay, most of it's in English, but some of it, it's in a sort of like, <laughs> kind of language. 2001 in oh, Space yeah, Odyssey. 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, it could have been 2010, the year we met Contact. Yep. No, are the monkeys in there? Yeah, it, it could have been uh, it could have been Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Oh, no, they, they don't really... The apes just talk English in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't. Uh, oh. And uh, I, number one... I, and it's a bit racist to ask those ape actors to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why in 2001, it's humans in costumes, but in Planet of the Apes, they just got some ape actors in. Uh, number one, uh, their favourite movie of all time. Uh, uh, it's a, a documentary. Uh, here, here are some of the cast list. Uh, Ed Asner, Pat Benatar, Jerry Brown, the former governor of California... Johnny Carson, Dick Cabot. Is it who killed the electric car? No. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr., uh, Lou Dobbs, Thomas Dolby, uh, Jerry Falwell, Ted Koppel, Peter Sellers. No idea. Like Woodstock? No. Uh, 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 
here's a hint uh, reading up a cast list not helpful for this movie <laughs> okay good because um, uh, it did sound like a, a, a real collection of wacky races uh, this, uh, this is a movie where uh, the only words you, you hear are uh, the name of the movie said over and over again a uh, very famous score who did the score Philip Glass is it a high uh, yeah I can't say it it's Koyan's Katsi yeah one of the Katsikis yeah Katsi anyway yeah it's a movie where the only words are Koyan's Katsi keep going turn and break why don't you just loop it I don't have that ability technology has not yet advanced that far not for a voice like yours <laughs> okay <laughs> so okay everyone get ready for the next five hours <laughs> okay Ben yeah I have a question for you go where can people find you online Ben McGugan on YouTube got a, got a good YouTube channel it is and it's, you, you got I, stuff coming up on I've there I've got stuff coming up I've got a review of the latest Pokemon movie not really a review but I talk about it mm-hmm. oh yeah um, are you on Arceus uh, no not yet can? it's not uh, it's it's left Australia but oh, um, your copy mm. right yeah yeah my yeah. copy yeah um, uh, so it's it's in the mail yeah hopefully coming soon uh, you, will you YouTube uh, your thoughts on that because I am interested I probably won't do my thoughts on it exactly but I will do another ranking of every Pokemon from worst to best which is something you can find on Fantastic. my YouTube it's channel a, currently it's, it's a genuinely it's, good it's, video it's a, it's a hell of a video but, uh, but obviously they've added a few more mm. and a few new, new forms so yeah. i got to do it again well, there, do, you, do you predict major changes? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can find you on YouTube. Find me on YouTube. You're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at, at Ben McGoogie. Yeah, uh, often just... Uh, tweeting the word poop. Yeah. Tweeting the word poop. You, I haven't you, done that in a while. Yeah, but you... you, you, you uh, I believe you hinted recently you're going to start doing it again. Uh, a little trailer, <laughs> little trailer for the uh, me tweeting poop every Wednesday. Check it out. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and apart from that, like performing comedy generally across... Yeah, the Auckland across Auckland, yeah, and uh, coming soon to any good podcatcher. Uh, uh, every effing restaurant on Dominion Road. Yes, uh, first episode of which will have previous guest of the show, Liv McKenzie. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. So previous, it was last week. <laughs> Remember Finn? Last week, not three weeks ago. We were recording these so out of order yeah. at this point. Uh, I, what did we do? What was the last one we recorded? Uh, Rashomon. No, I remember it differently. He got me again, walked right into it. <laughs> Rashomon is... Um, it's, it's a movie f- about memory. Oh. It's no. about people having conflicting memories. Well, no, I, I remember it differently. <laughs> He did it so many fucking times. It's a great bit. <laughs> I remember doing it a good amount of time. Anyway, uh, hey, Finn. Yes. Finn. Yes. Where can people find you online? Uh, who gives a shit? Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Shite Sound Pod, or you, or you can email us at shitesoundpod at gmail.com. Hey, you can check out our website at shiteandsound.com if you like what I do, and I, I hope you do, and I've got quite a lot of self-esteem writing on... Uh, on that, uh, why, you, you can find me on, you know, Twitter and Instagram as YouthaLives. Put bit.ly in front of that, and you'll sign up for my newsletter. I have two other podcasts. One's called The Witching Hours. Uh, check it out. It's spooky and weird. And the other is called The Slow Path. It is a relationship podcast where me and my partner watch Doctor Who until we die. Um, our theme song is The Nux by Kazam Blam. You can check him out on Bandcamp. 
and or in Power of a Dog, or Cousins, or How to Meet Girls from a Distance, or many of the other films he's he's appeared in. Hey, Finn, yes, what are we watching next week? Uh, next week uh, we're going back to Andre Tarkovsky. Oh, yeah. We're watching Andre Rublev, his uh, three-hour-long film about uh, oh, about how everything is terrible in uh, medieval Russia. <laughs> and uh, with that, we are watching uh, one of the uh, masterpieces of uh, dumb American action movies, uh, Tango and Cash. Passion Tango. And uh, on that episode, we'll have uh, special guest Stephen Lyons. Yeah, back, back, back again. Yeah. If you like the show. And I hope you do. Why not tell your friends? We're an acquired taste. It would be great if more people could acquire it. Movies are good. Even bad ones. Go watch them. <laughs>